Hi. This show is only possible because of the support of our Patreon backers. To consider supporting us, head over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. A couple of bucks a month gets you some pretty cool stuff, we think. Additionally, announcements about the entire network can be found on Twitter at at duckfeedtv. Just, you know, the, the username is duckfeedtv, just all one word. Follow us there. We have some cool stuff coming down the pike, and we want you to hear about it as soon as possible. That is at duckfeedtv. Who has time to mix all this chainsaw food? You got trees? You got no trees? You want the tree gone? Or you need a tree pronto? It spilled all over. Hi, I'm Ricky, the time-traveling tree man. And my licensed and bonded firm will take care of your tree needs, no questions asked. But how does it work? Well, the veil between realities is permeable, and our patented temporal spire will pierce into an adjacent matter pocket where we will already have been going to plant your arboreous friend. Or we will act as unto gods and set the very concept of your problem tree adrift into the causal void that oscillates between existence and non-existence, a void from which I sprung and to which I will have been going to return for untold epochs, where existence is but a superimposition of all states of matter and being, as root fractals rip the masses in twain and twist their hewn forms into contortions that thrust me into your unassuming realm. And no unsightly stumps. <laughs> no stumps, or my many industrious sons will make it so that you will have never paid me. Just call 55-UNDONE, or for a special discount, just ask if a tree was never planted in the forest. Did anyone hear it? Honey, the salad's ready. But <laughs> we're all out of vinegar. <laughs> This is Gary Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs, a Games Club podcast. Yes. And this week we are talking about Shadow of Destiny, also known as Shadow of Memories uh, in places besides America, uh, which was developed and published by Konami for the PlayStation 2 in 2001. We've got this Konami 1-2 punch happening. This whole thing smacks of gender, I holler, as I overturn my <laughs> uncle's barbecue grill and turn the shadow of destiny into the shadow of shit. Uh, <laughs> is, 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 oh, is that is that a special that, dr- drill a competition? Yeah, that, 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 contribution. That, yeah, that, that's uh, for the mashup Twitter Ooh. account of drill, and I, I I should make it. Watch out um, for drill balls. Yeah, <laughs> drill balls. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, <laughs> Yes, this is Shadow of Destiny, Shadow of Memories. This is an adventure game uh, where you play as Ike Kush, uh, a very natural sounding name. Yep. Uh, a young man who is given the power to time travel to try to stop his own death. Which it, sounds good. 
it would sound more natural if any of this was in German, like I, I, I we're supposed to be led to people you know, to believe. Eike Kusch. Like, like that would yeah. have been, you know, kind of goofy, but yeah, but Ike Kush. Wait, when Wagner shows up later, it's yeah. just like, oh. <laughs> Hi, this is my friend, Wagner. Yeah. Are you, are you, so you're from fucking Michigan? Is that what I'm to believe? <laughs> Michigan Tommy. Wagner. Bavaria of Michigan. <laughs> the, the Michigan of Bavaria. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, so this plays out like a uh, like a 3D open world game, kind of akin to something like Shenmue. This isn't a point-and-click adventure game. No, no, no. It's, it's a little bit like Shenmue in a very, very small pond. Yes. Um, you're set to wander around this very, very small town in a, a German city that has that kind of like old Bavaria feeling to it. Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of hard to tell when this is. Um, kind of talking to inhabitants and solving puzzles... Um, of a sort. Yes, of a very particular sort, um, as you can guess by the fact that time travel is in play and you're trying to stop your own death. Awful lots of, you know, kind of the old standbys uh, show up here, kind of relating yeah. to causality. There, there's a cut scene where you you, know, you take a, a bottle of, of wine and turn it into beer, <laughs> which is just like, you know, the standard. Of course. So they, they didn't quite <laughs> lean into that because they lean into some other other stuff. Like this is... Uh, boy, is this, I mean, I want to get into generalities. We can keep uh, kind of talking about this stuff, but this is such of a piece of Indigo Prophecy to me. Oh, yeah. Where it's like a real cool premise, mm-hmm. you know, that it opens up with and then totally fails to deliver on in every possible way. <laughs> in every in every facet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, no. And uh, like it starts, what limited play there is, um, is kind of, you know, hindered by weird controls and navigation. Um, the camera, especially, is pretty awkward. Um, I, mm. I'm not a big fan of rotating the camera with shoulder buttons, but it's here. It was an early PS2 game, so they hadn't quite figured out that that was the way to do it. Uh, moving around outside isn't that big of a problem, but indoors, it's a it's a nightmare of rapidly changing camera angles and stuff like that. Yeah, it's kind of like the inside environments weren't made for for a video game right like they have a naturalistic feel like they're narrow hallways but there's no place for the camera to be mm-hmm. uh during that so it, it the camera is pretty rough it's it's not that you know it's not a deal breaker because it's not an action game but it's right you know it's not pleasant <laughs> um at certain points um you're given this a digipad Ooh, it d- <laughs> digipad. where i can keep all my mons where i can keep yeah. all yeah okay digipad change into digital pads <laughs> save the digital pad um you get a digipad every time that shows up i'm just like come on yeah uh, um, you get a digipad that allows you to jump through various times uh and they're very specific times it's either 20 years ago 100 years ago or roughly 500 years ago yeah and kind of various various points within those kind of like time frames so yeah. like you can go like the same like same day or same couple days yeah yeah you know it's like oh it'll be like four four years later but still in the in the 1500s or something yeah. like that it looks more complex on the screen um, then it ultimately ends up being because the possibility space is very limited if you're not just kind of wandering around and, and you know, just kind of fucking things up just by talking is, to people. Yeah, like one of the worst things about this game <laughs> is the the fact that you spend so much time on these uh, loading screens with this mechanic. Um, your digipad requires energy. Oh, yeah. I forgot to, be, to put that in here. Used. And so you have to go around just getting these like free floating energy balls that are just kind of hanging out. Um, at first, I thought they were positioned to reward you for exploration. Which there's no real point to that. There's nothing. There's no reason to explore in this yeah, game. Yeah, this is like four blocks of, it's uh, very, of like very area. Small. Yeah, you know, and there's many areas you go into once and you never need to go into again, or mm-hmm. you go into and you never actually need to go into. Sometimes they'll throw an energy ball in there, 
when you're solving these puzzles, um, the game will give you a pretty strong hint as to what time you need to go to. And even when you go to the screen to jump, it'll say like, hmm, I wonder when the tree was planted, dot, dot, dot. Yes. And kind of hint that. But if you try to do any kind of temporal exploration, um, you know, just kind of like, oh, like I'm kind of stuck on this this puzzle. The puzzles aren't particularly hard, but like if you get even mildly stuck, you know, when I say I'm stuck, that's a real overstatement. I mean that like, you know, the the very first thing I thought of. You know, yeah, I got stymied for a second. Like the very first thing I thought of didn't work. Um, I have no idea. You know, this game's kind of adventure game logic is not particularly like intuitive for me. Um, so I would kind of jump around in time and it becomes such a fucking drag managing and controlling your little time nuggets. Yep. Um, your power pellets. And it, it is a superfluous mechanic. Uh, if I've ever seen one. The, there is no there is no reason to limit this resource to limit your jumps like that, because really what happens when you bottom out is you just have to invest time like there's yeah, no there's exactly. no failure state. Um, it feels like maybe a holdover from an earlier version of the game where it was more kind of like arcadey. If that's really weird, like that that also feels like uh, it's it's part uh, or it's it's of a piece with uh, with the time limit stuff was it the, well. the pac-man clone this used to be called german <laughs> you just walk around going like eating that's really fucking stupid gary yeah yeah but uh but like in in reality what it means is just like every time you jump to a new place there are going to be like two or three places that you're going to walk to because you just know there's going to be energy there you gotta gas up your digipad yeah yeah which in a way makes this like no man's sky um <laughs> well no no I, I don't i can't comment on that because i don't know enough about no man's sky oh, yeah, yeah but the, uh, <laughs> yeah just just the idea of gassing up your digipad yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, like we, like we kind of alluded to the puzzles in this game are, you know, uh, at least nominally about, you know, uh, affecting causality in a way that changes the present so that you do not die. Yes. Which is again, a very cool hook. Yeah. Um, and it's one of these things where, um, I feel like if this game was made a little bit later or if they focused on that, if there was a central premise to the game. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Like this is this is this game is really about a confused thesis. Yeah, I think is is one of the central problems with this game is that the whole second half when it starts dealing with this stuff about like the origin of homunculus and like (laughs) the time travel stuff gets in the way of this very, very punchy premise of like prevent your own murder again and again, Mm -hmm. uh, which is awesome. Yeah, like that's that's really cool. Um, And because I think because of that uh, lack of focus, um, what ends up happening is that there's one way to prevent your murder that may or may not make a lot of sense uh, in game where in real life, and I'm not saying like, you know, video games are limited by rules and kind of constraints. That's how they work. There's only so much they can account for, but they can account for more than one thing to stop it. Yeah. So you end up with these ludicrous, ludicrous situations where like <laughs> I need to get, like if I walk down the street, I get stabbed in the back. There are two solutions, both of which involve like putting a metal thing in your back. You <laughs> yeah. have to get through adventure game stuff. Whereas like, Going inside, not walking down that street, asking a friend to walk with you. Like, many of these <laughs> things that shouldn't be outside of the realm of video games are not right, available right. Yeah. As, as choices. And it's like, I get that you can't have the entire world. You know, it's not a sim. But if the focus had been on that instead of this fucking asinine story they wanted to tell, <laughs> then we would have, you know, it would have been a cool game. Like, kind of like, a, not sandboxy, but it would have felt like puzzles as opposed to yeah. a series of constrained hoops to jump through so they can tell more of their really really 
really terrible story <laughs> this game like this is one of the worst narratives for a game that we've had i think yeah like i don't i i don't think this is successful at all right. um you know you can't i mean part of it is you can't have a good narrative without characters that are interesting or likable mm-hmm. uh, which this doesn't have um but part of it is just like it's so like it feels very cliche to me oh yeah and it feels yeah. unfocused like it's dealing with a lot of things individually that would be cool if they were focused on none of which are developed properly enough to be interesting right so it's it's just kind of like leaning on and putting this foot forward that it can't that absolutely cannot bear weight that's what it feels like to me yeah um you know so uh and we'll see and we'll, we'll, i can kind of articulate why as we go through yeah it. like just the, the like this kind of game this narrative focused adventure game requires that we that we talk about the things that are wrong with it kind of in sequence as opposed yes. to bringing it up just generally understand that like <laughs> four different parts of this game are tripping over each other Yes. You know, yeah, I would love to have like a maybe not like as quick as the micro game style of what was that uh that kind of uh oh gosh man you're trying to keep yourself you're trying to uh fuck <laughs> you're trying to fuck. you're trying to fuck no no it's like the game that's based off of that weird uh, MacGyver uh, like the MacGruber stuff do you are you um are you talking about McPixel yes is that the name of that thing? yeah okay. there we go it's the game yeah, where yeah. you learn how to fuck um yeah, yeah, McPixel. <laughs> This, it's when you when you keep trying to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Good delivery. <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, like that, like that, that, like that single single screen kind of problem solving kind of game. Like I would like to have one that was like somewhere between that and Burnout for stopping your own death. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. with these, you know, something something lighter and breezier that isn't like collapsing under the weight of its own mythology. And even if it wasn't uh, entirely mechanics focused, which like would appeal to me, the narrative is a mess. Yeah. So like I would I would appreciate elements of this narrative if it wasn't so like disjointed and so many ideas popped onto each other. And like that, to be fair, that provides like the, the literal only joy. Oh, I mean, yeah. Found I... In this game is is that like oh they're doing that now? Yep. The you know, similar like... to yeah. <laughs> yeah, it has a it has train wreck appeal. I mean, we're gonna get to oh, we we can probably talk about this like because this is a narrative focused game. You would think that the uh, the 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 voice acting would at least be somewhat on point, but this is such an early PS2 game, and they very obviously didn't spring on talent either for the voice acting or for like putting an awful lot of you know love into the animation. Like this has a certain amount of deadly premonition appeal. Yes, like twi- Twin Peaks Machinima, you know, kind of uh, just just awkward, stilted things, which works best for me in horror. Right. You know, if the, if truly fucked up shit were happening and people were acting like this, like that works so well in Silent Hill too. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, and and here it's like there's no emotional core to this game, mm-hmm. so there's nothing. It doesn't like that kind of weird, stilted mannequin acting. Yeah. Ends up not adding to anything. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not to establish a mood. It's not to you know, uh, to contrast with anything. It's not to be because we're actually in the psyche scape of anything. <laughs> you know, there, there's arguments depending on the ending. One of the things we'll get to is we'll talk about the different endings of this game. Um, and it, they're all possible. They all exist right. because it is a game about causality and universes. Like there's not like get the real ending or the bad endings. They're all possible futures for Ike. Mm-hmm. One of which, you know, reveals that like a reason why Ike is such a flat weirdo mm-hmm. But it doesn't reveal why everyone else in the world is such a flat weirdo. <laughs> yep. Like, I'm just to head off the nerds who are like, oh, the reason why he's such an unlikable character is because of ending, you know, 
E lowercase b. Well, it's like I, I know about ending E lowercase b, mm-hmm. but why is the entire universe in this world? Yeah, it like it it, it can't be intentional for everybody. You know? Exactly. And like, you know? if it works for you, fine. It worked for me a lot of the time because that doesn't necessarily have to be horror for me for for, for me personally. Although I know why it works best there. Um, yeah, and I played this long enough ago that I couldn't actually remember any of any of this so that should say something um <laughs> that it played yeah. it and have no recollection of it me either like yeah. i played i loved this game yep when like <laughs> when it came out and played it and i was like uh oh it's that cool time travel game because something like a realization i came to and we're doing this all out of order but i think that's gonna that's be fine. fine yeah whatever um the uh, a realization i came to is that like when i was that age a game being a little bit offbeat and weird was literally enough mm-hmm you know, I was drawn to that all the time. Like, I remember, you know, trying to tell my my mom about uh, wanting to play Harvest Moon. And yeah, stuff, and yeah. Her just, like, not getting it. <laughs> you know, like, if a game if a game was strange, that was enough. But now, like, we are so spoiled for strange games. Yeah, yeah. We, like, we, we there, are swimming are games, in strange. Like, we, we, we are swimming in strange, man. We're beating the strange off with a club. Like, it is, uh, there's nothing but, like, just kind of weird offbeat games. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to play one that tries 10 things and is only successful at one because it's kind of weird and offbeat right you know whereas i could find like games that do this kind of the things this game does on accident it does Mm -hmm. other games do intentionally uh and actually do it really well or you can play like deadly premonition which like (laughs) more or less obviates this game entirely (laughs) yep like everything this game does is kind of interesting deadly premonition does better because the actual puzzle in this game are pretty tragic right um, you know, and then you could you know play Deadly Premonition and Day of the Tentacle, and you get literally everything this game can do. <laughs> you know, and so it puts us into this into the situation where it, we have to talk about this in two ways at once. We have to look at it as like, hey, is this a game that you could pick up and play and have it be successful today? You know, like looking at it through our current eyes, or putting this where it existed in history, which was it was one of a very few like strange games. Like I love that early PS2 weirdness, like just that 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 whole era when they were you know like before things kind of got ossified and weird when all of the crazy ideas that were probably initially put to paper when the ps1 was a thing were carried over into the ps2 and they couldn't quite match it like that is aesthetically like my jam you know yeah yeah there's there's something definitely to that you know so it is it's worth considering and we'll we'll talk about that and you know we'll we'll say for its time it's kind of interesting and Mm -hmm. it does remain like i don't think there's a game like it which has a little bit of value too. Yeah. You know, like there's not a game exactly like this. Like I said, your deadly premonition does the, the awkward stilted thing, but this exact precise combination of, of things isn't really done again. The, the closest that you're going to see is something like, um, ghost trick. Yeah. 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 Which is like so much better than, this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like ghost trick is actually very good. <laughs> um, so there is value there. It's not like it's completely without value. So it's not, you know, but I, for me, like this is, it's such a, a slog to play and is so kind of tedious. And the parts of it that are like, that it's asking me to care about uh, is so unearned, <laughs> you know, and without that kind of like audacity, like it's not nearly as audacious as it would need to be to carry this kind of weakness as a game. Uh, like this, this is in the bottom five for the show for me in a walk. Mm-hmm. Like this, this easily makes, this is down there with Soul Reaver and Indigo Prophecy and Sword of Mana yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, uh, this is, I think, I think this is an extremely bad game that I used to have affection for. And then, yeah, I was insane when I was 22. And insane. that's, 
and that's the uh, and that's the case for a lot of people who are listening too, because this is a game that you know on the Slack comes up every once in a while. With people saying, "Hey, that'd be neat. That you know, like it'd be awesome if they did that." Because you know, again, for these same reasons, having that uh, having that affection. So here comes the Waff Wrecking Crew, where yeah, we're not well, always agreeing with each other and liking everything we play. We're in here yeah. shitting on your dreams. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's uh, that's what we do. Um, yeah, so it, it's. I mean, we'll. Yeah, I'll give it the credit when it yeah. gets when it deserves the credit. I think. Um, Are you one of those people who, when you go to a restaurant, you put the uh, the pile of dollar bills out in front of the, the waiter and then I actually add think to those it or people pull away? Should be summarily executed. So, <laughs> um, no. Yeah. Okay. But uh, since this is not a person, it does not. It does not deserve the same respect but, that a human being does. Wait. Whoa. What games aren't people? Yeah, that's what <laughs> fucking crazy, man. The year is 2024. <laughs> the government has declared games to be sovereign people. <laughs> um, this is their story. <laughs> um, so the uh, as we mentioned, um, uh, we we were all over the place, but that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, it is uh, uh, the the hook of this that you're going to get killed, you know, the same way. That's pretty neat. You know, this is chapter by chapter, and one of the cool things it does, uh, you know, giving it a little bit of that credit, leaving a dollar bill on the table, <laughs> is that. Uh, Time moves in the future at the same time it moves in the past. Yeah. So there is like this faded hour. You get this time. It's like, hey, at four, you know, at four twenty, I'm going to get fucking roasted. <laughs> and then you go back in time, and at four twenty happens in the future, Ike gets roasted. <laughs> gets yeah. Nicely, nicely roasted. Mm. Uh, it's uh, so th- that's just that's the hour, you know. Yeah. Uh, and it moves forward all the time. So there's this kind of ticking clock. Yes. Continuously. All the time, it <laughs> which adds pressure. And while you, you know, I, I only ran up against it or got close to it like once. Um, man, the idea of having to replay a portion of these chapters because oh, yeah. of this weird little vestigial mechanical thing—nope. Well, and and then that taking on the uh, moving on to the fact that this game is structured like it's a very short game. It's like four or five hours, mm-hmm. but it's a visual novel. Like yeah. it, it doesn't control like one, but it plays exactly like one. So it is actually meant to be played the whole. It's not just a chapter being replayed. It's that four to five hours is meant to be mm-hmm. replayed five or six times. Or there's a fact uh, that tells you, OK, save and make a duplicate save here now yes. so that you can you know do that, but which you mind. You have you have to game it using the save thing. <laughs> if you didn't know that you were playing through the whole thing and there are two articulation points uh, for the story. <laughs> yep, chapter like, five chapters, and chapter eight. <laughs> yeah, five and eight. So chapters one through four, every single time you play this, are going to be straight trash that you've already done. Yep. But you really get to know the characters a little bit more. Like, after you've seen the ending, Ike really comes alive. Like that weird Innsmouth look fat lady who hangs around in the square <laughs> or, or the guy who says he's all out of maps. Yep. Or the, like or, I, lo- I love all my favorite characters or, or, or Jimmy Moonface from the diner. Yeah. yeah I love them all. Uh, co- coffee shop bar owner, uh, you know, s- squinty eyed glasses. Um, well, all my favorite characters who, who make up the colorful denizens of this town. Yeah. It's yeah. definitely what they're trying for mm-hmm. in a way. Like they want you to like really dig these people and it's, it's super not successful. Like, I like I had my problems with the Mega Man Legend, but Mega Man Legend at least like, you know, is charming. Mm-hmm. You know, the characters are kind of good in that, and like yeah. that's you know I understand that's a big part of Shenmue appeal. Like I've never been a big Shenmue guy, but um, that's a big part of Shenmue appeal is like seeing these people, you know, and kind of getting to know them and it feeling like a real place because it's populated by real people. Uh, these people just feel so unreal in an uninteresting way. Yeah, you know, um, uh, confounded by the fact that you're spending time with four different iterations of them. Because, yeah. because all of their ancestors look and act exactly the same, which and is could be funny and is used for laughs at a couple points. But it's um, 
you go through uh, and talking to people most of the time, if somebody there's just kind of like a dearth of content in this game. If, yeah. If yeah. You, uh, most of the time when you go back in time and, and talk to everybody in town, you do the kind of like adventure game JRPG heuristic of talking to everyone. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to say of import, not yeah. just like, you know, import to your direct goal, but cosmic import. <laughs> like they may as well not exist. They're yeah. not like it, they're literally just like, you know, weather's fine. <laughs> you know, and, and then yeah. it's like, oh, is that really it? Like, it's like five, five seconds of an animation loop of them jogging in place and then saying, I hate that juggler in the square. And then they, yeah. then they just rotate and then jog away. <laughs> and that, that, uh, that five seconds cannot be under, like, we can't let that off the hook. No. Because so much of the way that this game is just a pain to take in has to do with the fact that everything takes a long time. Yeah. It's not just loading. It's like, it's those dialogue things. Like they literally just need to make a text box appear. <laughs> you know, above the screen or just have a character say a line, but they always do this little like animation thing, this cool down and warm up animations mm-hmm. to saying a line <laughs> that makes everything you have to do just like yeah. take forever. Which is something that games have unilaterally gotten better at, I think, knowing when to cut in and when to cut out. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, it, I find it immensely frustrating. It, yeah, it's 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 a real drag. It's a it's an awful lot of friction. Um <laughs> So when, when you need this to be as unfrictional as possible, like when we, we've talked about uh, when we did 999 and we've talked about visual novels, mm-hmm. one of the things when like, you know, because I, I didn't like 999 very much, despite the fact that it's a much better game than this and much more <laughs> like actually is trying to do something interesting. Like, oh, this yeah, is, it's, it's like know, 999 is a much cooler time travel story, way cooler time yeah. travel story. Like at least this is it's like this game was made to get me to say nice things about 999. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you think that 999 is bad Gary you think that dialogue is rough oh you thought Wait, you found t- the floor yeah <laughs> oh you sweet summer child you're like a baby so, so, uh, so even when uh, I had a problem with 999 everyone who's just like no no virtual Jazz award like all these games that came later and I feel like one degree to which visual novels can be uh, kind of kind of measured for me is the degree to which they wipe out that friction. Uh-huh. So when everyone talked about Virtue's Last Reward, they're like, yeah, you can just kind of fast forward to any articulation point. They just give you a map that like lays it all out, yeah. and they make it super easy. You don't have to like fast forward through barely different dialogue. It's painless. Right. And you have to make this kind of shit painless. Mm-hmm. Like it is just, it's not acceptable to make me sit through this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if it is, you have this narrative focused game like this, like you just have to make it. Yeah. Quick. If you're not going to make it so good that I can't ignore it, then. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and there's even like with these kind of like certain narrative focused games that like didn't work for me. This is just such an object lesson and not you know how not to do it, mm-hmm. because uh, if you contrast this with something like um, just because it's it's fresh in my mind relatively with something like Oxenfree, where like mm-hmm. the way that they make that those animations and that kind of like long, you know, these long conversations or these long uh, uh, map sections to traverse go down easy is by giving you these conversations during it. Yeah. It's imperfectly implemented, you know, to, to a degree that like frustrated me a lot, but it's, it's kind of trying what you end up with shadow of destiny is like tons and tons of weight, you know, traveling through to this very, very sparse town, finding one of the, you know, six people who actually are alive in it, <laughs> talking to them, waiting for five seconds for them to do an animation, then giving you one line that has nothing to do with your thing, five seconds of animation to wind down. And then you find another person. So it's so weighty. Yeah. Like W A I T Y. Yeah. You know, you just spend so much time like kind of waiting and that waiting is not used for anything. Yeah. Like I would have preferred like a weird inner monologue. That's one of the best things about deadly premonition is the car driving. Uh huh. 
things, you know, well, like that, that's to an end. Like what we're talking you know? about is like interleaving the pacing. So like put something, put something interesting over the, over the other stuff, you know, like don't, don't make it so modal that I have to like go from one box to the other and have them all carry equal weight, you know? Yeah. Like that is that is such a huge deal. That's what that's what Oxenfree does to kind of like paper over that. That's what Deadly Premonition does. That's a part of like why audio logs can work. Like yeah. you know, if you had to stand still during all of that, that would be that would be intolerable. See uh, twenty sixteen Doom. Doom. Yeah. Yeah. Well yeah, or I didn't know it did it in twenty sixteen Doom, but it does it yeah. in two thousand three Doom as well. Yeah, you have to stand not, near not, stand uh, near the screens to get the audio log stuff in Doom. Yeah, in Doom, uh, in Doom three is what I meant. Like you have yeah. to, you have to actually stand and read them, like on on screens, and it, or or read them uh, in your menu, um, you know, or sit there and listen to them in your menu. You can't walk around for them, and that's why, like you know, as much as it's ridiculous that everyone in Rapture has this little handheld tape recorder, <laughs> you know, that they <laughs> they use and leave one file on. Yeah, uh, it actually really works because you know and we talked about that in the the Bioshock episode. Yeah, yeah. I don't, um, I don't but, care if it's unrealistic, if it's fun. <laughs> you know exactly you know I, yeah. I i i love that about how that game disseminates its its world building and stuff this is this is an abject failure in that yeah and um, it's like to the point where like i i ran into a couple of scenes like walking from one place to the other there may have been more of that but i just stopped feeling any need or desire to explore because the game in the first three chapters taught me it's not worth doing it well and <laughs> yeah and when it does when you do like yahtzee the Yahtzee is not particularly good, you know? So like you do run across something uh, that's worth kind of hearing. It's still like this to me. And this is, this is a place where like I will differ probably with people who are listening. Cause I know a lot of people have some real affection for the story of this game and kind of the weird narrative stuff it does. Right. I don't think is, is Yahtzee. Like, I don't think it's worth it. You know, it's like you, you're saying they're like getting shitty, you know, hands and poker until at the very end you get like you know two threes <laughs> you know and like it's like gotta see you to hold out gary there's a theory of a dead man song at the end like <laughs> it's it's that it feels like that to me oh, gary I, I need i need to go back to the origin of this meme this the, this meme did somebody actually tell you there's a theory of a dead man song at the end of indigo prophecy as though yes. that would get you through it okay but they were they were they were making a funny joke <laughs> okay cool. like they, they were doing it to be to be ironic but i wish whoever that is if you if, Hit me on Twitter. It's like, I can't remember your name, but it is a joke that has obviously stuck with me for years. Oh, of course. So, yeah. But it's, yeah. it's so perfect. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're going to have some kind of like weird reverse. I am Spartacus situation with that. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the, uh, in 2024, when video games become people and we can no longer cover them, we'll have to cover the theory of a dead <laughs> and, uh, albums. When, when video games become people and yeah. musicians become objects to be evaluated. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Theory of a dead man doesn't. <laughs> They, they would be happy for it. Like the Lords of the Fallen of Bane. Like, 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 we're, 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 we're the only people who are keeping them alive in the Planescape kind of sense. That, that's true. Like, they, like we're going to stop talking about them and like one of them's going to reach for a coffee cup and his hands is going to pass through it. Like, look at it. And then uh, we'll get a letter. I've just written a better plot than Shadow of Memory. There we go. Like Shadow of Theory of a Dead Man <laughs> is a cooler game than Shadow of Memories. Ooh, Shadow of a Dead Man's actually pretty good. That, that would have been a good title. This, yeah, actually. <laughs> um, let's so, talk about the guy who made this. Who's responsible for this junk? Yeah, um, weirdly enough, his name is Junko Kawano. Um, you said junk, and his name oh, yeah. is, looks like looks like junk, but it's Junko Kawano, um, who's uh, who actually like was a designer, producer, and writer for the Suikoden games, like all five of them. So you know, this is he's from that pool at Konami. Interesting, yeah, because yeah. you know Suikoden's good. Yep. <laughs> um, 
the uh, he was responsible just, for all the bad things about Suikoden. <laughs> yeah, he added that like that demon at the end that like <laughs> comes out of nowhere. Um, so we take another crack at this game uh, or this kind of genre essentially in 2008 with a game called Time Hollow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for the DS, which I have never played or, or seen. I have a vague curiosity about it, but it's a curiosity where I would read the first two paragraphs of a Hardcore Gaming 101. Right. Yeah. I looked on Amazon. It's like. 90 bucks if you want a copy of it it is oh, okay. something you would definitely want to uh want to emulate it is kind of billed as a uh like, like like a graphic adventure or something like that most of the stuff that i've seen makes it look like a phoenix right so oh, okay i think that it kind of goes even further to strip the mechanics from it so you would not uh like it i don't think at all i mean you know, they, they, like there's i like phoenix right all right like i like those there it's not like i'm entirely against if you if you get all the friction off of a visual novel mm-hmm I can I can take it down. Yeah, you know, I just it just needed to be it needs to be a very smooth pill. Yeah, otherwise yeah. you'll take it down. The bad boy of podcasting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah. So funny bit of trivia. Uh, this game had some really terrible working titles, including uh, mm-hmm. the Day and Night of Walpurgisnacht. Uh, which you can't say the night of Walpurgisnacht because that is the night of witches' <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> the night of witches' night automatic transfer machine machine. <laughs> I tell her machine machine. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I would kind of like. Oh gosh. Oh man. Just, I, I wish this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just, I'm, just I'm on board for time adventure. Yeah. T- time adventure was another title. Like just lean into that like budget style titling for this. Yeah. There's, time adventure, like just you know white box black text <laughs> i guess from repo man yeah, yeah. But, but it's like i like time adventure is not actually less generic it's it, okay it's about as generic as uh as uh oh gosh shadow of destiny or shadow yeah. of memories it says as much in fact i think it says more about the content of the game yeah, if it wasn't so much like there's very little adventure happening in this. Oh uh, yeah. But if 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 not for that, it would be 100% accurate. Yeah. Shadow of Memories or Shadow of Destiny is a very like Teflony name. Yeah. You know, I I, I don't think that's very particularly like concrete. New. No. A meaningful way. Um. So this game was ported around a lot. Um. It's ported to the PC, the Xbox, and then way later to the PSP. Um. There's a P- PSP version of this, yeah. which would have been a good way uh, to play it. Um. <laughs> unfortunately, and I I swore like in my mind I thought there was an iOS version. Oh yeah, uh, and I don't think there is. I, I must have dreamed that, like a Mandela effect kind of thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I really, really thought there was one, and may have informed me being like into doing this game because I was like, I can, I can play this in bed. <laughs> nope, you're seated at your computer for this, fat boy. Like, <laughs> yes, yes, be leashed to your screen. Yes, yeah. Um, I would actually, I'm curious. I want to at least uh, boot up the PSP version, like on an emulator, because they recast the uh, the voice acting. Like Yuri, oh, yeah, Yuri Lowenthal plays uh, plays Ike, who is like an anime voice actor guy. Um, I would be I'd be curious to see how different that is, and if it's any better directed, and how that would affect the overall thing. But like, I, I would worry like if you if you put gloss on that part of it, I would lose something that actually brought me joy, which was yeah. the, the weirdness, you know. Yeah, this this being like the worst possible version of this would be at trying to take me trying to get me to take it seriously you <laughs> More know so like than it, it already does yeah, yeah like it, if it was meant to be like oh man i i god i cried when when uh what's the name of that little wiener kid who's not homunculus but looks like him like hugo? hugo like oh i cried when hugo 
when it was revealed his his tragic backstory, you know, like TV trope style. <laughs> top, I couldn't go to top, work in top five, top five most upsetting video game deaths. I couldn't oh, eat for two days. <laughs> I forgot to put this in the generalities, uh, but now that I, I, I hummed that line of an infinitely better soundtrack, the music in this is fucking garbage. You're going to hear yeah. it. It it's it's nothing. <laughs> Every once in a while, we have we have song or games for the show where it's like we just put the intro music in and that's pretty much it because that's right. all we need. Yeah, um, you know. Um, yeah, it's it's not particularly good. Um, it didn't stop a lot of people from uploading it on YouTube. Oh, it's there. Like, yeah, I was like trying to refresh my memory on a couple of things on YouTube because I, I played this a long time ago mm-hmm. and I got got ahead for the show and uh, just tons of people just uploading the soundtrack. Which um, they're doing which a is, service. They're doing God's work for people oh, like sure. us, but. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a. It's not a good soundtrack. Um, let's get into it. It's adventure gamey things, so we're not going to talk about an overview of the plot. Um, and we just start Amidius race anyway. And some of it is ostensibly, I'll give it credit, is like a mystery. If you kind of set up with like Ike Kush, the writer <laughs> living in rural Germany, you know, then it would have been. <laughs> Uh, it would have taken away a little bit, yeah. And so you just have a guy with weird bird hair. Um, yeah, th- th- this guy, he's, <laughs> he's real stiff. He looks like, um, to me from behind, like he's got a real like petite feet, feminine step kind of thing going on. Mm-hmm. You know, like like specifically like the guy from the petite feet video <laughs> who walks in, like kind of looks like like has Ike's walk. <laughs> you know, he's got he's got he's got real lady step going on. Maybe he did mocap. That, that's true. <laughs> that's true. The petite feet guy, yeah. he can work. <laughs> here's how uh here's how little i remembered about this game because the open like the like the first bullet point under the opening heading is uh main character killed by a beast on the street in 2001 no he's just he's just stabbed in the back <laughs> well it's it, it, like i i watched it again today oh, yeah? um so it is you know, he's walking around you, this weirdo mannequin like wax boy walking around <laughs> and then uh it, the camera switches to like the the beast like the perspective of what's going to stab him and it is like low to the ground mm. Um, and moves really fast. So it doesn't seem like a beast. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and then I think there's like a little blackness out of the corner of your eye. You see like a little bit of a shape mm. just barely, but he, get, he gets stabbed. Okay. Um, and just to, uh, to put this, you know, again, to leave a dollar on the table, um, <laughs> this is a really cool premise. Oh yeah. So not, not Indigo prophecy. Cool. Mm-hmm. But the idea of like, you're starting with your character dying, I think is pretty interesting. Mm hmm. Um, and I and I give that a little bit of credit. Yeah, at this point, it feels worth saying we have not played Murdered Soul Suspect, which I understand is yes. a recent game that does that. So yeah. please, please and, don't write in. Yeah, I have that. I haven't. I just haven't haven't played it because it, you know, because of reasons why you don't. Uh, play I mean, video games that you have because time uh, time time is linear. And we're all on a yeah. slow march to the grave. Yeah, yeah. Um, the um, so after you die, you wake up in this like. <laughs> low budget uh twilight zone set it's like a time room is what it is yeah yeah like a, a somebody trashed like the time hooligans came up like hop, 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 hop. <laughs> just kind of knocked over all the clocks um, <laughs> yeah. yeah but uh i forget there's like the, there's like the head of a statue there's a gigantic grandfather clock there's just some junk there's another like, grandfather clock on yeah. the ground <laughs> yeah. i think there might be an hourglass like it's it's very like it's very artless. Like the way this room is set up is like, it's funny, but it's not, 
you know, there's no like kind of sense of cool design to this. No, it just feels like a bunch of assets. Like it, it feels like a you know an asset pack. It's it's re- it's real junky. Out. Like you know, you get the sense. Oh, this is a this is a space between. There's some kind of stasis here. Like, am I in heaven? Am I in hell? And you even ask that. Like, hey, you yeah. Know. <laughs> but but I just, I I think that's what it's going for. But I think that if you wanted to get that kind of liminal uh, expression you would do something more than just like, there's a clock on the floor, <laughs> you know, like, it's like, it's, it's really feels very, very like sloppy and artless, like yeah. to me in a, in a like, real way. It's, it's, it's also like a shingle in the void too. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. no, there's no walls or anything. You're just kind of like hanging out, you know, yeah. in, in space, <laughs> but there's a voice, a uh, very heavily filtered, uh, voice that says, Hey, you're fated to die. But you know, if you accept my deal, and, you know, Ike makes a joke about making a deal with the devil, um, saying, like, oh, if you accept my deal here, I can help you, you know, subvert your fate. Um, saying, unless you tear out its very root, destiny can't be defeated. Fucking yes. great. I like that. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool, too. I think Humunculus's voice actor is a tragedy. But, like, yeah. I think this is a cool thing on paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, until he gives you a digipad. <laughs> and then it's just like, really? Like, like, you're going to hand me this like, stone? <laughs> yeah, like the tiny, yeah, like, yeah, stone, a statue, a tiny hourglass, a yeah. watch. Um, <laughs> any number of things other than the digipad. Yeah, that looks like a Pokedex, is what it is. <laughs> and has like no information on it or anything either. You get to see the screen of the digipad, and it's just like four. There's no reason why this thing shouldn't just have, you know, be like a, a pager. <laughs> you know, it's got, I don't know why it has a visual display that is that's not useful. But the very fact that this thing is called a digipad is yeah. like kind of delightful. It reminds me, um, you know, in in a in a kind of you know a way that I can't take seriously, but I think it's funny. The um, it reminds me of uh, you know I'm, I'm not a, a Star Wars guy. All my bunch of my friends are though, and they went and saw one of the Clone Wars movies. And I guess uh, like, the, like the kids' cartoon ones. Yeah. But like one of the movies okay. that came out, I don't remember the specific details, but there's one of them I dealt with uh, one of Jabba the Hutt's or like his race, like a little baby of them. And it's called uh, what those things are called is hutlets. <laughs> and everyone's using that term like it's totally normal. Like we have to save the hutlet. <laughs> have you seen the hutlet? <laughs> like, we don't hurry. The hutlet has perished. <laughs> like, uh, and oh. that's like something about using these those specific terms like that is very funny to me. Yeah. I mean, like, so are these friends that I know? Uh, no. Okay. No, it's my friend, my friend, Ryan. Actually, uh, John Wolf, who has been on Bonfire Side Chat. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, I've, yeah, I've John Wolf and, and yeah. Ryan Green. Okay. Yeah. So. And, and were the friends taking it seriously or were they re- relating no. to this you? Okay. Okay. No, no, they, they thought it was hilarious. Like they they thought, they, like they love Star Wars, but every time the, the Hutlet was on screen or they were telling me, <laughs> they were relaying it to me because they knew I would think it was funny. And every time the Hutlet wasn't on the screen, <laughs> I was like, hey, where's the, where's the Hutlet? Where's Hugo? Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh god that is so dumb um yeah i i just i i kind of would have preferred if they would have called this a like like a time belt or something like that like again you know and, just uh, listed dishonor too they call it a timepiece. that's oh, yeah. cool yeah you know, mean, that's, you know, that's fine leans into like the, the 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 clockwork nature of that world okay we're moving so slow chronometer <laughs> you know and yeah, yeah. <laughs> i just it's it's just there's a lot to make fun of yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, if this if it's going to hurt your feeling that we're kind of roasting this game, I I apologize, but I no, don't because we're going to do roasted. it. Yeah. Four twenty gets roasted. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, and but like, and, and our streak was due to end too. Like, I'm very happy yeah. that we ended it in this fashion and not with something like Soul Reaver, which was eight hours long and a fucking nightmare. Yeah, that that was hard. That went down harder than this. Yeah, I don't know which one is a worse game, but that went down harder than this. This, at the very least, like was 
pretty breezy. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and that's a uh, so so anywho, you get you get your digipad. Um, <laughs> you leave through the door, and uh, this puts you back in your body or whatever, or back in time as you are in the diner. And Dana, the waitress, wakes you up. Yes. Um, Dana, you know, the, the the blonde is kind of played off to be a love interest, although she doesn't have to be, uh, depending on uh, the, the, the choices that you make. She wakes you up and kind of calls attention to this red stone um, that is, uh, you know, the, the, that is sitting there. Um, actually, yes. wait, no, that's later. She brings it to you. There's a red stone somewhere, but you wake up in this and immediately you get thee to a fortune teller. Yeah, there's. I can't remember if there's anything that, if you if something directs you to that it's just like the uh, nearest the like the nearest thing I think like the camera door. like you, i think because i remember feeling very specifically like pretty undirected yeah you yeah. know just kind of like what do i do <laughs> um you know like i can try every because i went and got the map before this i went to the town hall oh um, yeah, yeah screen like there's a couple of things you can do the map's not very useful but like you can go grab it um <laughs> Oh, also, yeah, but- the, whenever I opened that map um, or went to any screen that wasn't just the uh, the gameplay, um, my television changed resolution. So like, <laughs> <laughs> so like, whenever I would open up to check like where I was while I was still learning this place, I would wait two or three seconds as my as it went from like two thirty by fourteen forty to 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 just like a regular you know four eighty kind of thing mm-hmm. so like what kind of weird compression thing are you doing and why is it making my tv freak the fuck out the map was a late edition <laughs> i don't like um so but anyway so eventually you go to the, the fortune teller i can't remember if the game tells you to or if you're just like wherever the lights are on well i mean it also like it might be one of the only doors that you can interact with there's a lot of like checking all the doors in town and things right. being arbitrarily closed in this game yeah uh, when you're trying to solve puzzles, which is not great. No, no. But um, she tells you that the faded hour is 2.30. You know, like, you're, yeah. you're going to die then, um, and so you have to do whatever you can to not have that happen. Um, the um, This is, uh, this is she's going to be kind of a mechanic. Every chapter you can talk to her, and she will tell you the faded hour and give you kind of an oblique hint. Right. Um, um, I just stopped doing that. I forgot that no, she yeah, was you a don't, thing. You don't, yeah, you don't have to, <laughs> right. by any means. Um you know, and, and sometimes you don't do that, and still the timer will count down. Of course. So knowing the faded hour seems to be a little bit arbitrary as to whether it helps. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's kind of, her function is like the fortune teller and Link to the Past or whatever as well, where like she's supposed to kind of give you a hint yeah. as to what to do. Which is good, you know. Yeah, it's good, it's good that that's included. And she has a bonkers, inclu- like she's important. Yes. For, you know, some reason or another. <laughs> um, you know, I bet you'd, you know, you wouldn't be able to guess what she is, uh, but she, she's a character. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so one thing you don't want to do is go, you know, when you're, when you're in the past, because you've opened up the digipad and gone back, you know, a couple of hours, do not walk into the diner and try and talk to yourself because that is one of the few ways to get like a hard reset game over. Um, and this was before the game even, um, (laughs) before I was even, before I even saved and I forget if I was able to skip through the, uh, the cutscenes up to this point, I don't think I could. So I had to do all of the previous stuff again because I created a paradox by touching myself, which is a little bit of a hint that making contact with yourself is (laughs) bad. Go back in time. Don't jerk yourself off. Just a little bit of a hint. But what if I need it? <laughs> no, like, what, but it'd be novel. Um, <laughs> think of the stories. Leave me alone, Ike. Um, I don't think I did this here, but uh, you definitely, there's an in-plot version of this that happens yeah. later in the ending that I got. Um, so and Ike will kind of muse as to what will stop him from getting hurt 
Uh, again, which plays in that problem I talked about in the intro where there's like a thousand reasons not to get stabbed on the street. Like just go to the cafe. <laughs> yep. You know, hey, I'm not feeling I'm, you know, I'm not feeling real good. I'm going to call the police and have somebody walk me home or like, you know, <laughs> hey, can I can I hang out with you? Like there's a the thousand things you can do. But to him, he's like, I need to gather a crowd. Right. Uh, <laughs> so in order to keep the person away from let's stabbing. put on a parade. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Like, yep. it's, you know, yeah. <laughs> Um, so so yeah you know that uh, somebody's going to stab you uh so you go back in time and what you do is you talk to a bunch of people and say hey something great is going on on the square yeah uh, and so yeah. like this is you know i can kind of see maybe what they're trying or attempting to do uh which is hey just walk around and get familiar with the space and get familiar with like the notable people you're going to be seeing all over the time notable is in quotes so big yes they blot out the sky there is no sun anymore no food will grow we're doomed yeah it's the it's the uh the edict of darkness has been cast upon us yes um the, um, yeah, so that's what they're trying to do is give you an excuse to kind of walk around. It doesn't work. Um, you don't have to go very far outside the square, so it doesn't really familiarize yourself. They pointlessly gate off large parts of the town <laughs> with dogs. I'm pretty fond uh, of dog gates. I, I, I'm actually like, I think this is very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's uh, the way this game, it's very hard for me to tell when this game is on purpose funny uh -huh. and when it's trying to be like a tearjerker. <laughs> you know, uh, and this, I think, is on purpose funny and good. Yeah. So there's certain parts of town where there's just a big black dog standing in the way and you go start going that way. And then I will be like, I can't go this way now. <laughs> and then we'll turn around because it's all dogged up. And, <laughs> like, and it's a large portion of the town has fallen to these dogs at this point. Like, <laughs> go back in town and import some fucking, uh, I don't know, gangster octopus, whatever like, kills dogs. Right. Like, yeah <laughs> <Gangster Um>. <laughs> like but you figure out something in the hierarchy that takes care of dogs right yeah you, you just have them. to you have to you have to old woman who swallowed a fly this yeah they're bad dogs <laughs> and so you so this this town seriously has a dog problem uh so they're not like it's trying to get you to explore the the town to get these people to go to the the square but you can explore like literally like three streets right you know, you can walk up to the dumb church that is only open twice and you can get in for no reason. It's like clearly <laughs> cut content and should have been removed. Right. Um, all these things, but there's nothing to do there. Right. You just talk to a couple people and say, hey, there's something in the square. Eventually, uh, yeah. So you eventually <laughs> talk to everybody. Yeah, you eventually talk to everybody. There's like some light quote unquote puzzle solving, which is like the, the, the husband is looking for the wife and you have to talk to the wife and tell her. Yeah, just it's it's a it's a little bit a little bit frustrating. My favorite part of this, and probably one of my favorite things in the game, which is you you go into the square. There's a juggler uh, who was a very notable juggler, which is the only time that's ever been said. Yeah. Um, and I forget who it is, but it's probably an onlooker or it's Ike himself who says, "Hey, this guy's got it all figured out." That's very funny. <laughs> like, generally, when somebody knows how to juggle, like I feel like there's a comorbidity with ferret ownership. <laughs> you know, and like they generally don't have it all figured out. <laughs> I'll look at a video of a ferret, okay? They're fine animals. I don't want to oh, have sure. I don't want to have a stink weasel, you know, rolling all over my shit. Yeah, it it's just it doesn't mean that every it swears and rectangles. Like not everybody <laughs> who juggles is, you know, a, a ferret owning like, you know, kind of mess, but right. some people, you know, that everyone who is a ferret owning kind of mess does yeah. know how to juggle. Everyone who so. could own a ferret uh could also own a chinchilla and they made the wrong choice. That's true. Or a sugar glider. <laughs> um, so this is this is uh, because of the crowd, the the demon or whatever is going to stab you doesn't. 
Right. Um, you get the sense that someone's behind you. You look around. Nobody's there. Mm-hmm. And you think you've done it. Uh, however, um, you have not. The faded hour has passed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we move on to chapter one. Yes. Chapter one, where the fortune teller tells us the faded hour is now 3 p.m. And I love, like, most of this game takes place over the course of, like, tw- uh, a single 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's cool that it's, like, incrementing and you are, like, thwarting this person who is trying, you know, multiple times to try and kill you. Again, I'll, I'll put yeah. a dollar on the, on the table for, like, how constricted the actual, like, keystone timeline of this is. I'll, I'll put 50 cents on the table. That seems yeah. like a pretty obvious way to do it for me. to me. Yeah. You know, if you're going to have a, somebody keep trying to kill you. I mean, as opposed and, to, and, like, and then, like, a week later, and then it give you all the exposition that they... Yeah. I mean, that, that would be worried. That's what I mean, though. It's just, like, yeah, the yeah. only way you could have done it. It's not, like, a smart choice. It's just the only choice, I think. Yeah. You know, and it does. It starts pushing credibility that, like, or credibility that, like, the person just keeps, like, <laughs> you know, well, the, oh, there's a crowd. Uh oh, there's no tree. Uh oh, he had a pan in his back. You know, and then just keeps, like, you know, eh, shoot him. <laughs> um, like, I don't know. Like, you, you could do better than this. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, cha- uh, chapter one's a fucking mess. Uh, you have to stop yeah. yourself from dying in a fire, <laughs> uh, and not by the obvious ways of not walking into a fire, right? Uh, which is how I do it. <laughs> I wouldn't have walked into the fire in the first place. I wouldn't have had to go to the time room. Um, Yeah. 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 But he's trying to save a kid's grandpa, I guess. Um, Grandpa's already had a long life. Yeah, a long life. I'm sorry, Joey. Um, Um, So there's this bar that's on fire. Uh, All these people are are hanging around. This little kid is outside uh, who turns out to be, uh, you know, notable, uh, who says, like, his grandpa is dying inside. Mm -hmm. Um, You go inside and immediately, uh, you know, uh, uh, can go back in time because if you don't, you die. Right here. Um, oh, I, I died actually. I, I didn't notice my uh, my digipad fire up. You just oh, have to yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's the the sequencing. Like, like it, I, it, could, I think it could be either or. It's you know, there are like as much as this game is kind of bereft of content. There are articul like inconsequential articulation points for things. Mm-hmm. When I was reading up on it, there are a lot of like if you do this like minor thing in this order you somebody will say this so there's a little bit of the like tv tropes you know the developers thought of everything yeah, yeah. you know element to this which i always like mm-hmm. uh, when when games account for that kind of stuff um that kind of detail uh but this uh there's not very much of it no so this might be i think if you go in i think the difference is whether you go in the basement mm. or whether you try to walk forward yeah i went through and, the front door maybe yeah. yeah um or will you go try to go downstairs once you go in rather yeah yeah um i think is what it is and i think it's like one of them you die in smoke inhalation one of them you decide to go back in time mm, okay and uh something yeah. like that i you know i don't totally remember pro tip you just have to pay attention for when your digipad starts lighting up on your hip because you are yeah. a cool 2001 cell phone holster kind of guy yes yeah yep. um say so you return to the past and like literally all you have to do is walk around back and scare the person with a flaming bundle away yeah, yeah. <laughs> they won't. They won't come back when that guy's not there. Yeah, <laughs> like oh, this alley's all liked up. I can't, I can't leave my flaming bundle. Yeah, he was he was determined enough to you know commit arson, but not enough to try to commit arson twice. <laughs> yeah, not enough to like go to the other side of the building. Yeah, I mean, um, so okay, so like, we're establishing a, a, hier- a hierarchy. Commit is lower than attempt twice. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the kind of this is the the caliber of puzzle we're working with here, right? Um, and, uh, <laughs> So and that, that 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 does it. You did it. Yay. <laughs> and then you return, the building is still intact. So this is what it means to change the past. Yeah. Yeah. You did it. You did it. <laughs> you figured it out.
Uh, chapter two. So this is where the jewel and the lighter uh, come from. Like uh, you, when you fell asleep in the cafe uh, after you came from the time room, um, Dina brings you the strange red jewel and a lighter. Yeah. And uh, you, uh, like, I, I feel like you don't, you say like that's not your jewel, right? But then you decide to keep it. Here, yeah, here's here's the shitty sexist line. The thing the thing I, I don't like is she's like, I'm so tired from working. And Ike says, literally, uh, you can't be that tired. Lots of p- people's lives are tougher, like mine. <laughs> Fuck you, Ike. Yeah. <laughs> the waitress is one of the hardest jobs you can actually have. Yeah. And like, also, like, you can't step in and say to somebody like, oh, you don't have it that bad. Everybody's life is a struggle. Come on. You're immortal. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about, Ike? <laughs> although although one of my one of my favorite things when a when a uh, when a piece of time travel media takes into account the fact that a character who is looping has never like doesn't sleep for days and days i mm. do like that but that's yeah. not the case here the only thing yeah. i've really seen do that is uh is steins gate actually and this is not doing that no you're no steins gate <laughs> shadow of destiny yep <laughs> uh, I, I, it, it, it is not <laughs> yeah <laughs> On the back of the box. Um, <laughs> so, so you uh, at this point you and I think you're saying like it's not my jewel, but then you offer to make her a necklace because she immediately falls in plot love with you. Of course, yeah. So she has this, and it ends up being a very important red jewel. At which point, somebody kills you from behind a tree. Yeah. So all that crowd stuff doesn't, you know. Nope. Like they don't. Oh. They don't mind the Dana's there. Yeah, the crowd um, dispersed. And this is one of the dumbest. Like I hate this because yeah. it's like the the puzzle is fine. It's such a time travel trope, like make that tree not exist. But just like, there's so many ways to get away from a tree. It, it literally can't chase you. Ike. like you can, you can be anywhere else in town. It's the only tree in town. What if it's Macbeth or the return of the King? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, so the only choice uh, is to, you go back to meet her uh, again, you die, you go back to the time room. Uh, homunculus makes fun of you. Yeah. Uh, but at, at, a, then, at a certain uh, point, uh, at a certain point, homunculus reveals him or herself to you. Yes. Yeah. And we should talk. We didn't really say who homunculus was. We just referred to homunculus. Yeah. Like, and homunculus is also no name. It's, it's the voice that is kind of like guiding you and kind of like walking you through this time conundrum. Another good title for this game. Time conundrum. Yeah. No, that's also, that's too similar to quantum conundrum with which is an actual game. Fuck. That's yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so this is uh, uh, homunculus is this little little like he looks like Hecubus from uh, Kids in the Hall. <laughs> the goth kid, the goth host. Or, like uh, he's the little guy. Um, so there's there's manservant Hecubus mm-hmm. who uh, who is um, Kevin McDonald's little friend. Uh, I can't mm. remember Kevin McDonald's character in that, but he's just this little guy in a black. It's Dave Foley in a black turtleneck. He just pulls yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. You know, it looks like Hecubus. I'll put a link in the show notes. Oh yeah, and, I just uh, Kids in the Hall goth sketch. Yeah. yeah 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 he's he's more than a goth he's also like a sorcerer or something oh, like that yeah, like yeah. it's there's supernatural shit going on <laughs> uh but um he looks like that and he teases you a lot during this but he is the reason you know he gave you your your digipad he's the one who uh will is keeping you immortal apparently yeah he holds your life in his pocket yes yeah. um so he brings you back and then you he says you have to figure something out you go back you talk to dana you get the lighter and then you can time travel Yes. Uh, and you do so and you bring her with you, right? This is when that happens. Yeah. Like for some reason, both of you can go there. There's a, there's a reason for that possibly. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yes, you know, you, you get there and then like she kind of runs off. She's freaked out by it. 
Yes. Yeah. Because, oh, no, she, she's chased off because, like, the crowd comes yeah, up her, and accuses her of being a witch for wearing a dress. Yes. <laughs> and you get you get teleported. You're in, like, different places spatially. Right, right. Reason. And then, you you know, she gets chased off. And this is, like, a weird dangling thing for a while. Yeah. <laughs> the, way that, the way this articulates, I think, is very strange uh-huh. and doesn't speak well of Ike. <laughs> like, Ike moves on with, like, there's a part. I, this well, is if he's dead, he can't, he can't help Dana. He has hours between these things, though. He can go, like, he can go find her and save her from witchcraft. Like, and isn't there one? Like, he, there's a part where he like legitimately is just like, "I'm hungry." Yeah. And that's one of the faded hours. Is like he needs to have a snack. Yeah. And he's abandoned this woman. In the he can't save 1500s. Dana if he's hungry. Yeah. I mean, okay, she, she'll she'll be time stranded, you know, for forever. <laughs> I could go back at any time. Uh, I just need to get some fucking sunflower seeds and do your goddamn duty. Yeah, man, slow burning protein. Get on that tip. Ike is such a piece of shit. Get you some smoked almonds, you piece of garbage. <laughs> just, just get some jerky. Keep it in your pocket. Yeah, it keeps for a long time, man. Yeah, it's just jerky in your pocket. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, so Ike at this point is like, okay, uh, you know that like, that's over. Um, I, like Ike's Ike's yearbook quote is okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, <laughs> So there's a there's a woman who's getting uh, getting teased about her dress. Oh yeah, uh, this is uh, this is not Dana, right? Or this yeah, is... something. It's it's so muddy. I'm sorry I didn't take better notes, but it's that's uh, okay. Yeah, that... I'm sorry I played it like six weeks ago. No, but so. like like uh, Dana, like Dana and Margaret are kind of interchangeable. Um, yeah, somewhat literally later on. Um, but um, but yeah, like it is it is Mar- Margaret or Marguerite. Um, it, it's yeah. I don't know how to pronounce her name, even though I heard it several times. She is a seams, uh, seamstress who is native to this time. Wink. Um, yeah. Who um, who comes up and welcomes you in, even after you produce a lighter and scare away the crowd. Ooh, I can create fire at will. You can do it with a cell phone as well. Oh, yeah? yeah. Uh, that, would, that would kill those people. They can understand fire. I don't think they can understand um, it, uh, many metro. It all just scares them around. It, yeah. It's real weird, this, like, barony that this is, too, like the, the <laughs> cops that come up. <laughs> the weird like you know walrus shaped like guard and the constabulary yeah yeah, yeah. but <laughs> yeah so eventually you, this woman uh this is margaret um she takes you to her house um you find out her mother is sick um and her mother uh says like oh you have uh you, you're the spitting uh image or you have the same voice as uh my my husband yes dr do, do, dr wagner wagner um, and then Hugo pops up and I want to throttle Hugo. Like, I, yeah. I think Hugo is a really annoying character has a really mm-hmm. annoying voice. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And I, bad. I kind of wish that he just stayed the annoying brother as opposed to the, the fulcrum upon <laughs> which this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, he's like a, pre- a precocious, impetuous little shit who guesses that you're a time traveler. <laughs> he's, he's such a, he's a little super genius. Yeah. And you know, and you're like, I am. Yeah, like, is, god damn it he's guileless Shadow he's guileless funny. yeah it is uh the dialogue in this is very direct um so yeah and the dad is an alchemist which is like this is the first like storm on the horizon of them this plot zag they're gonna do <laughs> that gets away from the central hook oh yeah so yeah <laughs> yeah gary if you hate if you hate alchemy twists you're not gonna like haunting ground <laughs> Oh, I, 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 I think I, I played Haunting Ground. I, I remember liking it. I just uh, you remember liking I, I this? I know, I know. It's my memories are uh, they're, they're mere shadows. Um, <laughs> anywho, uh, so that you just kind of meet these people, and that's that's really it. 
Right. Um, there's a little flirting with Margaret. That's you move on. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you, you know, venture out, you explore, eventually you go to the square and you find a, a street for a street performer, woman in a cage. She's not important, but there's just a cage woman in a cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. there's a gardener who is planting a sapling. And so you, you know, obviously you have to stop this man. So you kill him. And then he goes to the time <laughs> room and comes back and stops you from killing him by going to the future. That's a good skeptical. Cool. <laughs> like, not, not that the one you came up with is bad, but like, I like that idea a lot. Yeah, that it's just like, a constant spy loop. Spy, like, Ike's versus Ike's, I think. Like, yeah. Um, instead though you say like hey can you not plant that tree which is like a sentence that's never been said and the, uh, he's like well i was commanded to by the lord by the squire of this barony yes so you head uh to the manor um where there's like a, a teen hanging outside um you have to find a ladder too. you just steal a ladder and stick it in your pocket yeah it's just a piece um, of geometry that's just out in the world you, you, that blends in because it's kind of a, like the visuals are kind of muddy in this you know, yeah. like in a way that yeah. is not a problem when you're just watching cinematics, which is most of what this game is. But like, this is a moment where like trying to find a ladder was just, well, I'll just Roomba oh. up and down. It, it, I think it's a, it's a, I mean, it's, it's a problem in the fact that this game is generally very ugly and artless. Oh, of course. Yeah. Like there's no, there's no good use of color. There's no good use of art direction. But it's not like, like, that. Like, 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 like that is like that, like that is distasteful to me. It is not frustrating in a way that Until it like, intersects with mechanics. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, so you, uh, uh, you get, you talk to this teen, the teen lets you into the barony where you use a ladder to steal like the crest yeah. off of his mansion. Can you imagine somebody being like, I have the power of the president because they stole the little metal address thing that said 1600 Pennsylvania lane. I mean, it's basically what, that's happens. what this is. Yeah, this is. This is bonkers. <laughs> this makes no sense. Like, yeah, like you didn't you didn't break in and steal stationery and forge a document. No, you, yeah, you described his weather vane and brought it in and said, "Chicken tells me to stop." <laughs> you literally, like stole the thing on his house that shows that it's his house. Yeah, what world is this? Like, what adventure game logic is this? <laughs> this is a, this makes no sense at all. I yeah. hate this, yeah. and it's huge. It's a big piece of metal, and yeah. the thing that I hate the most about it is the next chapter is about getting a big piece of metal and you can't fucking keep this. Yep. <laughs> like that's so like this is so bad, Cole. <laughs> this is so dumb. I, I agree with you. <laughs> it's killing me. No, yeah. I just it's it's like uh, man. <laughs> You're not arguing with me. <laughs> no, I know. I'm 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 just I'm arguing with the uh with with Junkai Jun- or whatever. I, I'm not arguing with anybody. I just uh I think it is I think it is very, very poor puzzle it sucks design. because like it falls apart when you think about it playing it somebody had to think pretty hard about this to make it i yeah yeah i, I guess I, I just don't know why they went with this instead of any number of like things that would have made more sense right and that's kind of the the thing with all the puzzle solutions in this game like mm-hmm. they all are not offbeat in like a day of the tentacle funny way right you yeah, know th- th- this all- is not a it's not a looney tunes cartoon yes you know no you know there are a couple nods to it being goofy but like for the most part this has played dead serious that you steal a part of this guy's house to show that you're with the baron (laughs) i go i I give i give my the metal shield that i mount on my house to all my emissaries (laughs) i just have a big stack of them in back like it is it is ridiculous Uh, so when you have this crest he's like oh you must work for the squire because you have a part of his house (laughs) Um, and you can choose you can tell him to build a statue or flowers um, I did flowers because my thinking was you could also get up on a statue, dipshit. Like, <laughs> like a statue is essentially a stone tree for sniping purposes. Yeah, a statue is a stone tree, and dying is a stone groove. Yeah, yeah, yeah 
yeah, pick up your puppy. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so yeah, I, I had him do flowers instead. I <laughs> uh, wish are still somehow there, uh, 500 years later <laughs> oh, because <course>. video games. <laughs> um, and then and that also means it's a 500 year old tree, which like, I don't know how long trees oh, live. They, but, like, they live a pretty fucking long time. Yeah, yeah. That, that is realistic, but nothing happened to it in that time. Whatever. But <laughs> tr- and nothing happened to these flowers either. It is they're perfect. I mean, they were just maintained. Like, like what you're asking him to plant flowers. So really, what they're doing is like building a small, like a small little topiary. For, like, That's to be, true. Yeah. So, I, I mean, let's let's not go crazy here. There's plenty of stuff, but like the the landscaping of this kingdom is fucking impeccable, and I will not hear anything else. Was <laughs> it should have just been a hundred years ago or something like that? You know, like this being five hundred years ago makes it seem a little sillier to uh, me. Yeah, yeah. But you go back to the present, and you're like, well, fuck Dana. Um, <laughs> like, I guess that's fine. It, it just I won't like, use my if, digipad to rescue her. If, if they would have sold it, like when you see Dana again at the very end of the game, like, oh, I totally forgot. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ike stares at the camera and he's just like, I knew there was something I was supposed to do today. Oh, but no. You know? <laughs> oh, my God, Ike. <laughs> Uh, there's also a beat here obviously the person who's fated to die decides to quit smoking which closes yeah. which closes the lighter uh uh open thread Sub-plot. of this yeah like, like lighter has been, yeah has been closed chapter three begins immediately after this with a vase falling on your head oh god um <laughs> yeah <laughs> Which, like, you know, if if my if my sitcom education is uh, an indication, would just give you amnesia. Which he, is... I mean, he does kind of have amnesia. It would give him his memory back. <laughs> yeah. So this the, this kills you, and then the voice ber- ber- berates you. Obviously, the voice being homunculus, who I realize now hasn't been introduced yet, but we'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll get there. Uh, you get a call from uh, I, I thought it was your boss, but it's just a friend of yours who ends up being a pretty important character. Um, this person, Eckert, who runs the museum. Um, uh, Which is also, I mean, I, I'm, I know I'm belaboring something, but the way that this articulates where you get a call and he's like, hey, you were supposed to visit me in the museum today. And Ike's just like, oh, yeah, let's do it. As opposed <laughs> like, there's no like, oh, shit. Like, I'm sorry, I'm something came up. Loop. I died. <laughs> yeah, I keep dying. Also, I left a lady in the past. Like, I can't go look at your paintings today. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. And I, I get it. You know, he's kind of, his memory's fucked up depending on what, depending on one of the endings. Yeah. But that's just one of the endings. Right. Like the ending I got was valid and just had him being a regular person who got out of the time loop. Mm-hmm. So like there is a version of this where he is not, uh, you know, the, the construct, you know, <laughs> the subject of a deal with the devil. Right. You know, that right. happened. It's not, there's a real ending. There's just six different <laughs> endings because of causality. Right. Yeah. Um, on your way, you find a weird filmmaker who um, tells me to live each day like it's my first and last. Uh, thank you, um, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Freeman. Um, yeah. You go inside and the indoor camera is pretty rough. Um, I, I like going and looking at the paintings and seeing how they change over the course of these couple mm-hmm. chapters. But that's just not a thing in the rest of the game, really. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's a little bit weird. It's kind of nice. Um, yeah. He's got cats around him, too, which I like. Oh, I, I love a PS2 era kitty. Me too. Yeah. Like that's uh you know, this has been a good uh good month for video game cats. Mm. You know, no no cats in uh Dishonored Two, but cats in uh Pac Man Two. <laughs> so um Yeah. Yeah. But so, you, uh you, you end up asking about alchemy because you know that uh Dr. Wagner um is uh, is an alchemist and he decides to give you uh give you an old book and also offers you a free a free kitten. Yes. 
like uh, like Chrono Trigger, time travel cats. <laughs> that, that ends up being kind of fucked up because there's a puzzle later on. Not a puzzle, but like an extra thing you can do where you can take this cat back um, and you presumably make this cat its own grandpa. <laughs> I, I i did not do that actually um, yeah. i know the part i know where you can do it but i was having a hard time getting things to trigger yeah and that section that i don't know what i don't really know what's going on in that chapter and there's a there's a really powerful uh does this happen here where with his daughter taking a wanting to take a picture of you uh it's later on yeah it's okay. a, it's an, uh, that's when you go to the 1800s yeah there's there's a uh a navigation failure uh yeah, in that section yeah. that is excruciating <laughs> Yeah, but this is um, but you know, you get this book. It has an important symbol on the front of it. it's like a pentagram, and it has information about this Doctor Wagner. Um, yep. and as you're walking out through the courtyard, um, a voice speaks to you. This is Homunculus's voice. Um, and this kind of androgynous figure with red eyes materializes. Um, and says, "Hey, I'm the person who saved you." Yes. Um. So you can at this point you can say like, you know, hey, I don't believe you. Uh, give me some some proof. <laughs> um you know which is again just kind of weird um if you do so they'll warp you back in time um <laughs> the filmmaker sees you uh and then you uh you see you've gone back in time so you end up talking to Eckhart's leaves and it's just when he got the job as the museum director right um, um and you're stranded in the past so you have to you know run around and figure out how to get home you know this is like yes. 1979 or 1980 so you just have to like this is kind of an introduction you've had enough energy units to make the required jumps now you need to harvest harvest eus for your digipad yeah you can also say like you don't have to say hey prove it to me like that's <laughs> a, that's a dialogue option you can also say okay and then you bypass this the section yeah so yeah but this is what actually leads you to this because when you go to the past um you you know you find eckard and he talks about like hey you know my daughter was you know it was just born and i just got this job so you go to the present and you find out, you talk to uh, Eckerd and say, like, hey, what about your daughter? This startles him so much that he knocks over the vase that killed you. Um, and the kitties scramble because they're scared. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. Um, this is also where homunculus – oh, that, that comes up next. You have yeah, it in the, yeah. the line because it's <laughs> a little on the nose, don't you think? Um, yeah. So uh, we find out about Eckhart, Eckhart's daughter at this point, You know, as we mentioned, uh, taken by this madman. And his wife was killed shortly after as I was born. So Eckhart's had a rough past. Mm -hmm. um, and homunculus says this thing that like is, you know, uh, <laughs> this, this troper thinks this is masterful foreshadowing <laughs> as opposed to a very specific, uh, cause he's talking about how he's, he's very weak. Right. Uh, right. And like he says, you know, explaining yeah. why he needs you to do this stuff for him. Yes. Uh, and he says the line, I picked up a baby the other day and it was really quite terrible. <laughs> um, which like, like, Oh, it broke my ribs or something. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm too I'm too weak yeah, to do that. Like I can never I couldn't even lift a baby. <laughs> Which you know, uh, due to the conservation of babies, there's yes. you know <laughs> the law of con conservation of babies. Yeah, conservation of babies and narrative. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the, yeah, we know Stanislav, baby... wrote about that. Yeah, we know which baby he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, that doesn't stop a bunch of people on TV trying their minds blown <laughs> um, by this. Because um, I, I read through that entry last oh, night geez, to, try to uh, yeah. try to refresh my memory. Uh -huh. Did you, uh, Jeffrey Vandergood on Twitter, uh, talk to me about the uh, the tab on TV tropes? That's the wild mask guessing. Oh, it's it's intolerable, you, is what it is. I've, I've, yeah, I've never done it before. But he's like, that's where the good shit is. Oh, it and is. I, I went to it for Shadowrun, and the immediate the first thing I found was people drawing out the comparisons between. Uh, Dunkalian, I, I can never pronounce his name, the dragon that's the president in uh, Shadowrun. Yeah. And uh, Barack Obama. 
and how <laughs> it's you know that that's like meant to be and i'm like oh boy no it's hey. pretty much it's it's just a bunch of headers um and for pretty much anything it's almost like a rule 34 for this it's going to be a link to like doctor who or yes any number any number of things like oh this, the the, you know the the, the the this universe is obviously connected to so and so it's yeah, it's this like is, that this is part- all part of equestria <laughs> fallout it's, equestria it's, it's like that uh that, that that parks and rec gag where pat Oswalt goes up and talks about how uh all of like the star wars characters are in the are, are in the continuity of marvel mm-hmm. now or something yeah it's 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 pretty intolerable i understand they're just having fun but mm. it's it's pretty yeah it depends on how serious or you're taking it you <sighs> yeah. know it's like an entire uh section of that website that's the same thing as you me and cj talking about patches being the larval form of those lava, lava bugs <laughs> in uh, Tutu and Demon Souls. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, which is which is a goof, and I had a lot of fun with that goof. Uh, but there are people who believe this shit, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, and that that came back in a big big bad way with Solaire and the worm. I, I can't believe we were right about every single thing we said. Wouldn't this be awful? <laughs> Souls. <laughs> oh, this is a dumb joke. Just, uh, you know, yeah, we're just trying to fill time. We're, we're trying to hit ninety minutes on this app. Yeah, yeah. And, and this, uh, you close up on a bug in our room, and, and Miyazaki like slowly taking notes, and just like, oh, like what if Solaire was part of the end boss of Dark Souls Three? Uh, what if he? What if the he was a larval form of a worm? Anywho, anyway, uh, <laughs> on to chapter four on to chapter four uh so you're back on the street and they've already run out of ideas you are stabbed in the back and homunculus jokes you think that you should wear an iron plate on your back because you're so prone (sighs) cool cool foreshadowing like very direct (laughs) we just just isolated the point where your soul escaped out your mouth yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you come back and uh, you trip over and you find a photo of a man with his daughter and mm-hmm. this gives you this gives your digipad the option to warp 100 years back to this kind of winter struck version of the town that you're in um and you encounter again because you're warping around in space as well you encounter eckert's kind of great grandfather or whatever and accidentally give him the advice to you know make the house into a museum because you say hey isn't this a museum yes and he's like oh maybe i will turn my entire house into a museum (laughs) Um, thanks stranger um the the way the mechanics of the digipad are very weird because it does key in on objects but it's never explained Mm -hmm. so you only get the ability to travel back like you it starts off with a little bit of juice you know we can go to an era but it gains new eras by you finding objects. Yeah, I'm not there's quite no sure. Scanner, it, there's no, yeah, the mechanics of the digipad are not uh, laid out very well. Like, it, it, it is literally just explained by either the game or homunculus wanting you to learn about important sure. times you could go uh, homunculus to. Homunculus did it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, he decides to make a museum. Um, Eckhart talks to his daughter here, uh, Sibylla. Um, that they're not going to sell the house. We're going to make a museum. Go find <laughs> uh, Franson's son, a photographer. Yes, Franson being a, a famous painter who, again, you you spook him by identifying, you know, his family's yes. favorite painter because you've seen those the, those paintings in the uh, in there. And Franson's another character. Like I think he's a he is an ancestor of the filmmaker. Yes, yeah. and here is here's the weird thing. Here's everything with Sibylla is very weird to me. Um. So Sibylla lends you, uh, you know, is fixing your coat because your, mm-hmm. your coat's fucked up um, and says you can put on this costume. 
the costume is this spooky fucking like the last door esque, like <laughs> you know, king in yellow, white mask, like yeah. scary thing. Yeah, you would be handing out hors d'oeuvres at an eyes wide shut party wearing this. <laughs> yes, like you, you know, this is the kind of costume you wear if you want to get cultists. <laughs> like, and this is this never pays off. This like when this happened again, I was like, oh shit! Like, is this going to get into some like cool weird culty? You know, is this going to be some cool? You know, or eyes wide shut shit. Like, yeah. Gonna, you know, either or, man. Like, I, give I, I me will a sex a, cult. Come on. Yeah, I will. I will eat a, a cucumber sandwich off an erect dick in this game <laughs> if that's what it takes. <laughs> I will but, eat a toast point off of that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I so I was, I was like, this is like really weird and creepy, and unlike everything else in this game, like artful. Uh-huh. Like this, uh, this weird phantom dress juggler thing is actually kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, and this uh, this is the costume that you saw the juggler in chapter one or so wearing. You know, the yeah, one the like, one who oh. had it all figured out. Yeah, the guy, and I was like, oh, I'm going to be the juggler. Like, this is going to start dipping into earlier chapters and stuff. Yeah. Like, this is going to pile up. It spoiler, it doesn't. <laughs> nope. Because of alchemy, uh, that's the more interesting thing to this game designer. Yeah. But the um the thing that is like unforgivable about this is as you start to leave the room. Uh, which is just it's this like the doors open there's this corona of load screen around <laughs> it and if you touch it you get in this dialogue about changing your costume out of the the thing yeah. you know out of the juggler costume back into your regular clothes mm-hmm. i was like oh i gotta be able to do something in there with those clothes right like they wouldn't put in this weird creepy cult outfit with nothing to do <laughs> yeah. so i go back into the, and dress as the juggler walk around trying to figure out something to do accidentally trigger that leaving thing mm-hmm. uh as you get anywhere near it and it happens all the time you don't have to click you don't have to press on the door it's just if you yeah. get close to it that corona you get this, that corona of load is right next to the thing you have to pick up i i don't know if i picked up the thing oh wow unless unless that's critical pathwise because i remember being very frustrated not knowing what to do here there are two ways that you can actually solve this chapter okay i think i did the other way then okay so describe what you did um, I, the thing that ultimately protected my back was the sign from the Photoshop. Yep. That's the other way to do it. Okay. So, uh, the way, so the, yeah, there's an egg thing. You get a frying pan is the other thing. That's what you did. Yeah. Presumably. Yeah. Like you, you find this weird ornate message egg like this, this game loves eggs just like I do. So yeah, take that Liam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, man, just, that, that, that's just an in joke for the patrons. Yeah, um, that's, not... <laughs> that's not for anybody. <laughs> Uh, no, no, but you find these, you know, this egg that is kind of like a little art box kind of thing where you can write a message to it. Uh, Sibylla Mm. gives it to you and you decide, Hey, I will wear this costume, um, as I, you know, have written down a message to my earlier self to like grab a frying pan or whatever. Um, I'll go back and counter myself. I can't touch myself at all, but I can throw an egg to myself, an egg that I don't remember ever getting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh and then when you when you go back um you just find that you have a frying pan in your your inventory so you and you inception the frying pan into your inventory by (laughs) via a juggler's egg yes um the other thing you can do is you can go to the you take the picture i think uh, and head to the photography shop and steal the sign off the door essentially (laughs) i don't remember i mean there's a little bit more to it my memory is foggy and i apologize for that um, but the other thing is, is not as interesting as that, but I couldn't figure out what to grab inside that room and right. watching that load screen of changing my clothes on accident <laughs> like, <laughs> happens like, like literally six times, you know, watch that little cutscene of like leaving. Uh, I lost my mind and yeah. left. Yeah. Uh, so I went and just got a sign to stick in my back instead. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> yeah, it sounds so stab me ironically enough. Stab yeah, me photography. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a, it's, a, it's it's John John Q. Stabbington's like <laughs> lithographs and silver plate. Um, so yeah, and what the way this articulates is you go back in time and there's a little countdown of like five seconds. Right, right. And you have to uh, use the metal plate in your inventory to like stick it in your back, which yeah. like the guy who's going to stab you could see you do that. <laughs> He's five seconds away, but this game is so fucking dumb that nothing matters. Yeah. Also, um, hey, Gary, guess what happens if you don't intuit that this won't happen automatically because you have it in your inventory? You have to play the oh. entire goddamn chapter again. Oh, Cole, I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw I saw the uh, the timer and and went in. You know, and just like clicked on it because I saw because of the timer, it made me nervous. But yeah. that sucks because <laughs> um, this is a long chapter. Like, yeah, so you 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 can skip some of the uh, some of the cutscenes, but it doesn't. It's not intuitive which ones you can. Yeah, that sucks. Now we're into chapter five, um, and Ike is hungry. Meanwhile, Dana is learning how to churn butter out of necessity <laughs> because the past fucking sucks, yeah, and there yeah. is no Lando Lakes. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, uh, Dana is, is uh, too busy hunting down water to wash herself and uh, count how many teeth she's lost from living in the past, while Ike decides that he needs to eat a roll. <laughs> This is so fucking dumb. <laughs> well, I'm losing my mind. Like, I, I can't handle this. <laughs> it's such a bad game. Um, but it's so fun to talk about. I was playing this. It is, it is fun. To and again, we broke, we, we broke the streak. I would rather us do it in a real low-impact way. I would like to do it in a way where it's more fun to talk about the game than to actually yes. play it. I mean, and, and, you know, lest anybody, don't, no one have sympathy for me. Because, like, as I've said before, like, you know, even Soul Reaver was, like, worth playing because it was a really fun episode. Yeah to get out. like it is fun to get the poison out but oh, like, of course yeah and also like quote unquote poison <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's not like it's five hours of my time it's not that big a deal yeah um but it is just and it, it you know you learn like you learn when you play something bad like this is i can i know a little bit more about what i think makes a good game and what i think makes a bad game <laughs> uh because of this so it is just the sense of urgency that lacks is lacking in this game right it's just incredible and the sandwich chapter is like <laughs> 100 percent about that like <laughs> got it and like I, I understand eating like i like to eat yeah I just yeah there's there's no sense of urgency to this game yeah i also uh, man that like if that tumblr doesn't exist we should probably start it like uh depictions of food and video games like that lunch tray thing that is set in front of him i i guarantee <laughs> that's the thing ah, okay uh, there, there have been a bunch of articles specifically about uh because of final fantasy 15 oh yeah, yeah. surgeons and uh food and games and mm. that is like a subject yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like, I don't, uh, I don't. That's not a particular draw for me in Final Fantasy 15, but yeah. I, I think you know, I'm. It's quirky and weird. I'm not a it. You know, <laughs> I think it, I think it's interesting and it's worth like looking at. Not a it. Food got to get it. Yeah. yeah, food got to get it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so anywho, I, Ike's a hungry boy. Um, decides to go to that bar that he saved, and uh, and and go in there and talk to the weird nerd uh, that runs the bar and the coffee shop earlier. Right. Uh, in, the, in the past. Yeah. And we're getting some exposition as he is reading from this book about al alchemy that um, that uh, Eckhart gave him, reading about Dr. Wagner um, and uh, the elixir of life and the possibility of creating artificial life, this homunculus, as we get these dramatic intercuts between uh, uh, him and the waitress being distracted while somebody just sprinkles poison on his food. Yes. And if you somehow uh, – so you, you find out, homunculus, uh, as you, you – Homunculus tells you that Wagner has a daughter. Or Vag I'm, Vag I'm sorry, Gary. Wagner. Yeah, sorry. 
It's not, it's not Wagner. I apologize. <laughs> Wagner had a daughter, and she's significant to Dyke. Yes. Okay. Um, and then you you keel over from the poison. Um, Homuncula <laughs> says this is a very specific poison from sea hair. Uh, I don't know. You know sea hair. Those things are internet rage right now because they're super cute. What? The sea hair? No. Um, it's a kind of, um, or maybe I'm thinking, is it is actually just called a sea bunny? Maybe. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, like I'm looking at it. It looks like um, like a weird little anemone slug kind of thing. There's um there's a version maybe it's sea bunny. Yeah, if you look at if you look up sea bunny instead. Okay. Like, it's so funny like the difference between a sea hare and a sea bunny because oh yeah this guy uh, looks like a little guy. dragon quest um kind of kind, yeah. kind of monster. It's a little cutie. Like, yeah. So yeah. sea bunny is cute. That's why I thought this was because hare and bunny are synonyms. But right right apparently uh but anywho yeah um, I've seen these guys so, in the in the cute thread on uh SA yeah. yeah these guys get around they're they're great I'm sure they're they're actually repulsive and gross like if you were to like touch oh, them of course like, yeah. but they look really cute. Um, so it's, it's sea hair poison. Um, and then you should look over at the library and art museum, which is like, if you know, the food is poisoned, like don't eat it. <laughs> go. Like, there's a lot of ways to stop yourself from eating food. Yeah. Like, 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 like go back and like sabotage the kitchen. Yeah. Or just leave a note. That's like food poison, you know, on the table. Like there's a thousand things you could do. Like talk to the owner and be like, Hey, someone's going to try to poison. Yeah. And you know, the information things you can do, and the actual thing you do is so complicated and ridiculous. Yep. The actual thing you do, like, has you altering more municipal landmarks. Yes, <laughs> like you know, literally ruining the livelihood and probably causing people not to exist left and right. <laughs> Again, just that, that that pocket dimension from Chrono Cross, where all the people who never got a chance to exist live. They're fucking pissed. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's um, it's 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 real dumb, and also like the piece of information that 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 they're trying to convey in this, or the foreshadowing that they're trying to do, it doesn't get across just because of how awkward it is. Because, yeah. um, the sea hair, um, at least the male version of it, doesn't actually exist. The one that you would get the antidote from the poison for, so you have to, you know, learn about this. You go back to you know nineteen oh nineteen oh two, tell that Eckert to build a library instead of an art museum. And then go and, and learn. Okay, stranger. You're the boss, <laughs> I guess, for everything, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, just, like, the joke is that Eckert, Eckert's ancestor is so indecisive. He's just standing there with his, like, you know, with his chin in his hand, saying, hmm, do I really want to? Yeah. yeah next time I need to uh, to make any decision, I'm just going to stand outside and wait for a time traveler to come tell me what to do. Yeah, I love uh, Randos. I-, I love Chime and Charlie's coming in and giving me input on how to live my life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> it's, uh, That's why I have Twitter. <laughs> man <laughs> sorry uh, ow, ow. <laughs> um, but um but yeah it's uh it, it is real convoluted but that's where you learn about the about the sea hair thing and this thing is extinct but fortunately you have a you have a uh um you know time machine a digipad yeah yeah <sighs> yeah um <laughs> so uh back at, so you've, you cross the library you you learn about the thing blah 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 um, you head back to medieval times, which you have to do because since things extinct and uh, the alchemist's house has blown up. <laughs> it's blown up and, and guarded by a dog. It's all dogged up. It's all dogged up. No, it got blown up and dogged up. <laughs> um, uh, so of course, in order to get past the dog, you need to find some loose meat. Yep. Uh, uh, of course the game has taught you that dogs are bad news before and that they are meant to keep you away from a place you're not meant to go. So yeah. obviously we're supposed to intuit that that is not the case at this point. This dog is a puzzle to be solved. Yes. Other dogs are walls. Mm. Don't you pin a uh, dog down? That, well, that's the game pinned the dog down. Yeah. Right? I didn't pin the dog down. <laughs> um, so you have to go get some scrap meat to get past the dog. <laughs> yep. So you just go to the butcher. Yes. 
Um, not a puzzle. It's fine. No. Uh, you go inside uh, eventually, and Homunculus sees you. Um, says like, "Who are you?" Yeah. And then he yeah. disappears. So this is like past Homunculus. Yeah, this is Homunculus who has not seen you, um, which is notable because Homunculus seems to be omniscient and exist out of time. Yes. Uh, in, in in pretty much any other timeline than this. Yes. Um, yeah. So all you're doing here, going into this house, and this is this is very silly. The only thing you're doing is getting the key to the house, mm-hmm. so you can go back and unlock a door before it blew up. Yep. Like is that key not there? So, like, so you have to so you have to get that. Why key would you get the key from, from the future to yep. go back to that? Like from a like late like from a day later? Couldn't you just pound on the door? Um, yeah, knock. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, just the key to get into the basement so you can talk to Doctor Wagner, um, and uh, you know, kind of like tell him, hey, don't don't do this. But he is he is dead set. He even asks you to be uh, an accomplice to his to his dark arts. Yes, he wants a piece of the philosopher's stone, which we is all... an alchemy classic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you talk to Marguerite again, or Margaret, or whatever. Uh, man, uh, that messes okay. me up a lot. Um, you know, she gives Maggie. you the antidote, Maggie. Yes, Madge. Um, you talk to Madge. Um, she gives you the antidote. Um, and then this gets into like a very, very long cutscene as you're like walking along with her for a delivery. You know, she says, "Hey, I, I believe Hugo. I think you're from the future." Ike gets flustered and it's a bit of a uh, like a back to the future kind of thing because, you know, he's led to believe because of what homunculus said that she is his ancestor. And so Ike breaks every single rule of time travel by telling her details about the future. We don't have to. Oh, really? This is is that uh, it's an option, right? Like she says, like, there's a part where it's like, tell her everything. Deny it. This is one of those articulation points. Is it so like the like the the actual the actual thing is, you know, that happens at the very end of this where she says, hey, Ike, what's wrong? You can tell her, oh, nothing. Or you can say, I think that you may be my ancestor. You know, like so you do. uh, Yeah, it's it's a it's a element of degrees where like you definitely tell her things you shouldn't tell her right right it's just whether you say that you, she might be the ancestor is what right. i'm thinking of yeah go 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 out and have kids with somebody who's not me yes <laughs> yeah. um so yeah you you break the prime directive like left and right yeah uh, first but this is this is this is this far into the game where the first ending articulation point is just to put mm-hmm. into context what you have to do to get multiple endings of this game yeah everything we talked about you've de- you have to do Every time you want a new ending. <laughs> that is, if you're not following some kind of canny save fact. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it actually does something kind of cool. Like, I like that when you select whatever option you're going to select, Ike says, wait, this feels important, and then gives you a chance to choose again. Like, it's not directly yeah. saying, hey, this is going to impact impact your, your ending, but it's giving you a chance to reconsider the implication. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'd rather have that than not. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah, but, I just it, it felt like a weird little quality of life thing that they added in to make you know to add some import to this by directly saying, "Hey, this is important." Yeah, it's 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 pretty inelegant, mm-hmm. um, and it, it is it wouldn't maybe be necessary if if things up until this point mattered at all. Yeah. You yeah. know, like the fact that they have to say like that for this just really <laughs> casts a shadow on the fact that everything yeah. else that's happened so far is totally <laughs> inconsequential. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you break you 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 break from Mar- Margaret by or match by uh, by seeing Dana down the street and going to chase her, um, and then you explain time travel paradoxes just in case uh, the yes. person in the audience is not aware 
Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where you get the actual option. You right. know, like, hey, uh, she wants to come to the future. Like, hey, you're, I think you might be an ancestor or just now nah, either. Or, nah. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Hugo pops up. <laughs> our, our boy. <laughs> And there's yeah. this thing about his his mom having a lock of hair because his mom had died since this. Right, right. Uh, last time we saw her, she was very sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so like he's being you know obviously very distraught about this and you know being weird and doing the Donald Trump thing of saying I'm acting weird. No, you're acting weird. Yes, you're the like one accusing his weird. opponents of what he's doing. Yes, um, but he is is obviously bereaved and you know understands that his father is doing doing things that might possibly bring her back. Yes, um, and somewhere in this you got the the antidote too. I don't oh, know yeah. if we, yeah. we mentioned that. Well, but she, like, like, uh, yeah, Margaret just like gives, gives, gives you. slips you some on the on the sly. Yeah, gives you gives you a little sea hair antidote. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, she gives you a comb to remember by. You go into the future, take the antidote before you eat the food. Which like, <laughs> oh, no, you, you, you have to you, you have to you have to eat the food and then take oh, the yeah. antidote while the counter is going down as you are feeling the symptoms creep in. Like you literally not eating is not a, an option, but like you, you eat the food and then eat the, and like, it's not like it's going to taste good at that point. You know, yeah, like it's, 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 it's yeah. got, it's got slugges in it. Like you're really going to have a stomach ache <laughs> from this man. Like this is, this is no good. You just ate poison on purpose. Yeah, you're probably going to be hospitalized. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, poison purpose. Another title for this game. Poison purpose would be all right. <laughs> um but yes problem solved you did not yeah. um oh gosh the reasons that they find for you to time travel are getting even more trivial because in chapter six um this is real bad too <laughs> um, chapter six you're just trying to help somebody out with their creative career <laughs> well you yeah so you uh so chapter six starts um some people are complaining about this uh this movie poster for the meditating man <laughs> Uh, which is you know kind of funny and bland. Oh yeah, uh, but you get hit by a car, and I want everyone who's listening to this put an asterisk next to this. Yes, because I'm going to talk about this at the end. Uh, <laughs> how how weird it is that you got hit by a car by the person who's trying to kill you. Well, and the fact that that's my game ended with me getting hit by the car. Okay, the car. <laughs> uh, my ending was literally just this happening that I just spent the last couple chapters of this trying to avoid. Okay, and then you just do it again. <laughs> so the idea being, if more people are interested in this movie. There'll be too big of a crowd to run through. Oh yeah, you think the crowd for the movie is going to be big? Wait for the crowd for the, the, crowd for the, for the poster. poster. Yeah. yeah, this is one of the most popular posters of all time. <laughs> it's like a Mister uh, Show thing. It is. It's, it's ludicrous. Like it's, at no point, <laughs> and I can't. People who are just like this is kind of funny. Like I feel like, and you may disagree. If, you know, uh, you're listening to this, but like the degree to which this is funny is being provided by me and Cole. <laughs> like the, the game does not pre- present this as if it is funny. No, it is. This it is chapter that straight has this up the ludic- middle. It is this ludicrous idea of of how you solve problems in this chapter is like played one hundred percent straight. Yeah, it's not weird. It's slow. It takes forever to do everything. It's painful. Yeah, like the, it's not cool and weird. The, the the humor is provided by what a dink the filmmaker is. Like like like, like that like that that is just it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he he's he reminds me he's like an autocon figure yeah yeah um yeah so you go back in time it's like okay i need this to be a more popular poster um <laughs> you go back in time uh it's 1980 you meet oleg and uh he's seen you before you ran into him uh last time you went back in time and he's been hoping you'd come back mm-hmm. um he loves you and uh he, uh, <laughs> he, he he's, a, he's envious of your power yes uh and you describe what kind of movie you'd like to see yes 
Uh, it's three different oh. options. So you can say like, oh, what do you want this movie to be about? And you have either the meditating man or time travel. So <laughs> there's a third one too. I can't remember. Um, it's, th- it's three different. Oh uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, but like yeah. it's, it's three, three different choices of two. So it's like meditating man or time travel. Um, is it, uh, like, are you doing this to take over the world or to figure out why you're dead? And do you want this to have a thriller angle or a romance angle? Yes. Yeah. And some of them will result in an unpopular poster. Yeah. Pretty much anything so, with a meditating man. Don't, don't have them make the same mistake. <laughs> no, meditating man is, is a, is a uh, bad idea for a movie. Yeah. Like meditating man would probably work as a joke about a boring movie in Seinfeld. Like, like that's it's, it it's pretty like. much just like a sack lunch kind of thing. Yes. That's what, that's what it sounds like to me. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so you go back and you, you explain uh, how the poster <laughs> is going to be good. He gives you this watch, this egg watch. <laughs> this this fancy watch. It's Does like, this okay. play into anything? Because like I just got this egg watch and it was you can just you can do stuff with the egg watch I was reading about, but it's not. It doesn't need to play into anything. Okay, it's mostly just it, it's like a it's a non Chekhov's egg watch, <laughs> just a regular egg watch. Chekhov <laughs> does not want it. That classic trope, the the unremarkable egg watch. Yeah. And and so here's a side quest at this point. Yes. Because uh, you also, in your quest to get a more interesting pu- poster, uh, <laughs> you happen to be back the same night that uh, Eckhart's wife gets shot. Yes. Uh, so uh, you hear a gunshot. Um, you, can, you can go save her or, mm-hmm. or try to save her. You can try and save you her, can... and that gets people to see her face. Yes. Yeah. Um, I don't do it. Like I at this point I, I hate this so much and I want it to end so much I'm not doing any optional content. I, I could which is I, I probably I, why I got the bad ending. I couldn't figure out how to get it to uh how to get it to trigger. And I don't think that saving Miriam or not has any effect on the ending. I think it has an effect on on chapter seven. Mm. Like 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 on what what articulates there. But like the the the, the particular sequence of like where you need to need to jump to and when is just like a hair too fiddly. So like you go find her dead and then and then leave. Um, come back. You tell her, "Hey, somebody's going to kill you if you go that way." She doesn't listen to you. Then you have to travel back in time again and then follow her so that you scare away the person who's going to kill her. And then then you know you 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 save them, but she still loses her baby because the baby is you know plot important. Yes. Uh, and this is, you know, like, like I'm going to grind up enough of those power pellets for this. Nope. You need like four of them, which is half of yeah. your capacity. Yeah. Never, never in a million years. Like, <laughs> you, you can't ask me to do, to do these side quests for characters that, that like, I cannot care about. Yeah. That you've done nothing to, in, in, you know, endear me to. Yeah. Like, the, who like, lack any form of charm. Like, I would be doing this to save Ecker some grief, obviously, but... I also like my choices that I made. Like I didn't tell Margaret, M- Margaret, Madge. I didn't tell Madge that I was, you know, that she potentially was my ancestor because I didn't want to fuck up the timeline. Um, yeah. the, the later choice, I didn't do that either. You know, I, I can't, I don't care about Eckert. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't care about any of these people. Like it is just very hard for me to want to go out of my way in this game world with these characters. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's, that's the the bedrock on which narrative games rest <laughs> you know is is the player giving a shit and you have to do that for me you know you have to meet me halfway yeah you can't just assume that i'm going to give a shit but gary it's your duty as somebody who's engaging with this in a critical way to <laughs> well the, the, the actual <laughs> argument would be like i don't think that people would because this is again the not doing it is a valid ending they're all valid endings right. and if we didn't get a chance to talk about the car crash i think i would have been upset the um <laughs> But there is like an argument out there that's like, oh, if 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 a video game puts the opportunity to do moral good in front of you, you have to do it. 
right. uh, which I do not buy. No, I mean, um, like, I think that the, yeah, why, like, how would tyranny be a thing if that was the case? If that if that was absolutely the way you needed to engage with these? Well, in, in tyranny, at least, like, you can do you can be a good guy in tyranny. You know, it's just it's after some bad stuff has happened. But like, right. to me, it is like you you can't just say like, hey, you go save the person because you save the person. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's fun to do so, like, you have to have a, a, a motivation. Like, yes, maybe it's mechanically fun to do so, mm-hmm. or maybe the actual narrative is interesting because you care about the characters. You know, or they've done something to make you kind of in. But it's like a, like dungeon mastering 101. Yeah. You know, when you do this kind of stuff, you make like a character that NPC, your players will care about and then they will do things for them. Mm-hmm. You don't just like tell a bunch of, you know, a bunch of people like, hey, the blacksmith needs help. Yeah. You know, and like that can work if it's fun to go engage in that system. But otherwise, you know, and there's just nothing fun about engaging in the system. Yeah. So without any kind of, <laughs> you know, care for these people, I don't want to go out of my way and grind up used to do it and you're also on like a timer for the stuff too yeah i think when you go back to her like you had to find her in time and get to her in time Mm -hmm. uh and all you do is hear the gunshot you don't know where she's at right right um she's off on the weird like east side of the map somewhere the uh the 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 kantian imperative is a wonderful thing to consider and think about in in real life okay what if everybody did the thing i'm about to do um in a in a a game scenario be a tabletop or be it in a video game it's kind of like declaring bankruptcy (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's like 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 motivation bankruptcy yeah the, the last refuge of a scoundrel is, is us. and like i like this has no bearing on how i treat real people which should be obvious but oh, i'll yeah. say it in case it's not like a real person like yes i will go collect some time pellets to save a human being <laughs> you're right uh but this game has done a pair a poor job of closing that distance of making these things feel even remotely real or charming or good right to make me want to put an extra effort for them mm-hmm you know, right. This is this is like you know your enemy asking you like the guy who used to beat you up in high school asking you to move, <laughs> help him move. You know? No, yeah. no, fuck you. Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's it's no good. Um, and uh, like I tried to do it. I was like, okay, well, this is more content, and I want to see more to be able to talk about it. But the interface and the, the 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 vagaries of the way the time travel system works got in my way to the point where it didn't. You know, e- even that was too much friction for me to get over to find more stuff to talk about, to talk about for the show. And when I went to check and see if this has any impact on the on the ending, and I found out that it just impacts the next chapter, then I was like, okay, well, fuck it. It, it impacts the other thing it impacts is you have a, a percentage completion yeah, game, like yeah, the yeah. Old sky adventure so like the game is meant to be played over and over so you see like literally everything mm-hmm. if you care about that then like yes but again the game has done nothing it's not fun to engage on its own and the game has done nothing to make me care about its denizens right um extremely bad <laughs> like this, this whole this whole subplot is extremely bad and like the stuff with eckhart is the closest we have to a full kind of real narrative that goes on Right. In right. here, like he's the closest thing to like a sympathetic character, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you can make an argument for, uh, you know, Hugo's motivations or, or Wagner's Wagner's motivations being all right. But, you know, Eckhart is almost a complete thing, um, but it's not enough. And it just feels like another part of this, like lack of focus mm-hmm. for the game. Like Eckhart kind of feels like he comes out of nowhere when you look at the whole plot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he ends up not amounting to too much of anything. That said, I have not played the I have not played the endings where Marguerite is revealed to be who she is. Yeah, Margaret yeah. Madge. Yeah, Madge. Madge becomes Midge. Yes, because um, Midge becomes Wagner. So you you either do that or you don't. Uh, the thing with the side quest. Um, <laughs> Nobody and cares. You, uh, 
Yeah, you. Uh, so you end up back in the credit, uh, the present. The crowd loves this poster, and uh, the killer does not plow through them like a fucking uh, monstrous Republican at Standing Rock. And uh, Oleg looks on. I, I went from like eighty five percent to two percent when you said that. <laughs> it's 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 happening. We live in extremely bad times. Yeah. Um. If I had a digipad. Um. And Olag is just like, that's my poster. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like what? You're you're a successful filmmaker. There's a tremendous amount of buzz. Why are you watching people admire your Look poster? At your poster. <laughs> like, yeah, like I can't wait to see how my poster does in the wild. <laughs> it's insane. It's and, and would it have been that hard to like so the real question, right? Like I understand video games are expensive. Would it have been that hard to have a theater here? Which would at the very least like made all of this make sense? You know, it feels so low budget and artless and shitty. Like if people were showing the movie and you had a big crowd of people outside the movie it would have made so much more fucking sense. Right. Yeah. As opposed to just being this weird little like pillar turnstile poster kind of thing. Like, oh, people are waiting for it. Like it's a storefront almost it, like it feels you know, so cheap. It's like, like it's like, like, this, like, like in, in the olden times. It was like a it was like a, a, a stage for minstrel performers like mm-hmm. in you know 1980. It was like this weird little like uh, like, you know, review kind of place. And then now it's just like a like a like a little, you know, four screen multiplex. Yeah. And it would have <laughs> just made so much sense. It you don't have to go whole... into it. It just has to be like a different model for the front of the thing. Yeah. Like it would have just been any of these like big featureless buildings you have. Yeah. Like it just lends this whole game this feeling of being like cheap and shitty and like a bad green light title, you know? <laughs> I would play that green light like, title though. I I would at the, least check it out. Yeah. The uh the which which one is that? The poster poster chronicles <laughs> yep, or like the poster whatever? chronicles. Yep. <laughs> you just design a better uh it's like that uh, Edmund McMillan game. Not not McMillan, whatever it is. Like you gotta grab oh. him by the eyes. The uh the uh, oh gosh. Um super hexagon guy. Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're, uh, Vey. Bleh. I say Timothy McVeigh. And that's not the super hexagon yeah, guy. Uh, he's dead he as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. That's not the guy. I can't remember yeah, the guy's speaking name. speaking of digipads, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anywho, on to chapter seven. We have to end this we, Yeah, we, we. <laughs> let's, 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 Terry, Terry, Terry Kavanaugh, Terry Kavanaugh. Yeah, Terry, there we go. Um, why do you like Timothy McVeigh? Uh, <laughs> Eckert wants his alchemy book back to use in case anybody's really worrying about him. The book loaning subplot of this game. Um, <laughs> did you did you crack the spine? You need to go back yeah. in time before you crack the spine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So Eckert wants his alchemy book back. This takes you into chapter seven. So like that is that is put across this as though it's a it, it is a cliffhanger. You go, and the only the, the only door in his compound, this place that used to be the squire's uh, home, is uh, the door into Broom Tower. Um, Broom being Eckert's last name or his family, you know, uh, like coat of arms name. I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah. You climb um, up, um, and there's a rope you can grab, uh, but then you go to the roof, and then you're pushed off. Yes. Um, and this, uh, you, you end up in the death zone. Homunculus says like, Hey, this is your one chance to catch the killer. I don't know why. Because, uh, because you're is... inside, but you're fucking not because you're on a goddamn roof. Yeah. You're on a tower. <laughs> the, that's the idea is the killer can't get away as opposed to all the other times where like you could literally turn around. Right. Like it's not a mystery when the killer appears. Right. That's literally a mechanic in the game. Yeah, so two, two people tell nonsense. you when it happens. Three people, yes. including yourself who died yeah. and knew when that yes. happened nonsense absolute nonsense but the idea is if you can figure out how not to fall uh you can you can figure you can figure him out this time you can corner him yeah so this involves going to several different 
um, you know, time periods. Um, Ike starts uh, starts out thinking, hey, Mr. Eckert's the killer. This is his land. It's a pretty good supposition. Like, this is sure. not just foreshadowing. That is just the character saying who the most likely suspect is. So, like, yes. the most direct way to do this is to go back to 1800, get the key for the tower. Um, and I hope to God that you did not just assume that rope was going to hold you because otherwise you're going to have to play this entire chapter again. You have to get the fresh rope. Yeah. (laughs) It's a bad rope, Bront. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, You have to get the fresh new rope from 1800. Um, I know what the average lifespan of a tree is, I guess. I don't know what the average lifespan of a rope is. I don't know why this rope is better. I don't know why that rope is still there. Um, like just like (laughs) leaving this garbage around for 200 years, uh, the, um, Who needs a tower? Yeah, I mean, like like I would go into that tower though. Yeah, it's like a good tower. The um, I'd the, the, watch. To be it. fair, the the they tell you the rope is bad. Yeah, when you pick up the rope. Yeah, no, uh, they, they, they they say it's old. Um, you just have to like yeah. There there, there is one time period. So the reason I sound salty about this, I went to 1980 instead, mm-hmm. um, thinking that would be the new rope because that seemed like a reasonable lifespan lifespan for a rope. Um, and that the, yeah. the, the the rope is already old by that point. Yeah. So again, just and then that. We're gonna. That's one sentence, but that means pack pelleting up a bunch of digit digit units yep. and shit. So it's like just know that when you're listening to this, that's a a, a considerate amount of frustration that goal added doing that. Yeah. Um. So you go back to the present. Um, so it's not quite the present. It's the night before because you have to oh, tie yeah. up the fresh rope so you have something to catch by miracle, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> by by this your super athletic skills that like Ike has here you know before not uh, yeah. not shown. Yeah, he, he can barely move his arms while he talks <laughs> <laughs> or walks. Like his legs barely move. Like he, there's, there's no part of Ike that isn't like like all of his bones were replaced by pins. <laughs> <laughs> like in the war, <laughs> you know, uh, he's like two cotton hills standing on top of each other. Like he, Ike is very stiff. Yeah. Ike's got um, some problems. Yeah. He's not, he's not a healthy boy. Um, so yeah, you go to the night before and when you're there, you hear uh, Eckhart kind of talking about you and plotting. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking on the phone. Like one yeah. of, one of the doors in the tower goes into his office. Yes. So you go up. And you stand by where you tied off the rope. Somebody pushes you. You catch yourself. The the the, the pin that Madge gave you, or the or the uh, the comb that Madge gave you, uh, falls to the ground. Um, Eckert runs away, grabs it, and then you have just kind of this heart to heart, where I think Ike forgives Eckert way too readily. It's really fast. <laughs> like he's just like, I'm sorry, I was being blackmailed, which is like, okay, you know, like the, the you know they were going to kill my family you know, Barry from Resident Evil. We get it. You know, Um, we can, we can dig that, but it doesn't, that's not the end of the like sentence though. Right. You know, like that, there's no emotional truth. Just being like, all right, later, (laughs) you know, like I'm like, I'm out, you know? Uh, And just like, let's figure out who this was. Let's go to the fucking authorities. Like, let's do anything. (laughs) It's like, no, I've, you know, I've, I've been killed seven times before this. So you're just, you know, a drop in a bucket. You haven't tried to kill me this other times. This is the only time that whoever is trying to kill me is acting via proxy. Uh, So I'm not going to team up with you. I'm just going to let you off the hook. Yeah, everything is fine. Yeah. And, you know, this is a point where, like, it's an articulation. I I imagine that if you if you if you saved Miriam, she would be alive at this point. And um, uh, Eckhart would not have the motivation, which is like, uh, you know, at the at the time his wife died, there was somebody who looked just like me in the crowd. 
And so, like, it makes no sense that it'd be you. I thought it was your father, so I'd kill you to get back at him. But even that is, you know, hollow. Like, there's just, shit. Yeah, it's just a whole bunch of like motivations, you know, piled up on, uh, piled up on each other, or at least like <laughs> half baked versions of those, just laid in pieces on top of the act that he did. You know, everything in the back half of this game feels like somebody uh, coming up with a plot and then coming up with stretches to make up for the make it make sense afterwards yeah like this is a complicated plot but it doesn't feel like a well-crafted spider web it feels like you know a, a homemade robot held together yeah. with masking tape it feels like you somebody know, who's it, expecting you to walk along with their own assumptions and then but then went back and made a lot of these little papering over things yeah yeah you know so it's like it's like hey don't question it but oh people are going to question it what are oh like he it's this guy being you know there's a conservation of people so it has to be eckhart who does this why? Oh, he wants to get revenge on Ike's father, you know, or on Ike because of his father. Like everything just feels like somebody like improvising. Yeah, yeah. A, uh, you know, it is it is poorly written. Like this is a badly constructed story. Mm-hmm. Um, anywho, yeah. But so, as um, as you leave, uh, yeah, you see a picture of Dana with the philosopher's stone, which is the red gem. Mm-hmm. before because this game is going to rush to a fucking ending <laughs> yep. the all, these, stone is in play. All, all these things that uh that were introduced in the first two chapters come rushing back this person that you stranded for four years trying to get used to being a a scullery maid uh and also yep. you know the linchpin of the goddamn universe this philosopher's stone uh <laughs> so like huh that jogs my memory let's go back and see what's up with that obviating the entire like middle chapters <laughs> of, of this game as being like just kind of pointless fun with like metal plates and and pots and stuff but gary he was hungry yeah so it's it's bad (laughs) okay so the the digipad sucks up the picture you know like knows knows the pictures there the digipad's good with that and (laughs) we'll send you back to uh, medieval times to run into dana uh, Chekhov's Dana. Yep, Dana, the waitress who gave you the lighter and the stone at the beginning of the at the beginning of the game, and who you chased as she yes. ran away from you for no particular reason. As she is walking out of the out of the painter shop, kind of like doing her pre-interview for modeling for the painting that you just saw. Yes, uh, and it, the weird twist is she's happy here, doesn't want to go back. Yeah, so she... like this that in and of itself is not stupid. No, it's it, we not just brown, need some right? setup. Like, what if, like, when she was a waitress, like, you guys had a tiny human moment of her saying how, like, she doesn't feel like she fits in or, like, yeah, yeah. she's, you know, in a dead-end job or, like, she, you know, oh, like, uh, you know, any any reason for this. Mm-hmm. Like, you could you could make these characters, Konami. Like, <laughs> yeah. these could have been characters. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, oh, I don't feel like I have any purpose. There's, you know, I, I have nobody here, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like set it up before you just get to the like get to this point where she gives you this choice to say like hey you know do you want to come back to 2001 with me or do you want to stay here <laughs> you know she says well i don't have any parents or family so like well that'd be great to know before i'm making this exactly choice. like make you you don't have to make this uh so it just it makes it feel arbitrary yeah you know it it just makes it feel like un unset up and undeveloped it doesn't mean she has to be you know really obvious like earlier it's like oh i don't feel like i have a place in this time like that's yeah. too obvious <laughs> yeah. make her make her a character like you find her mm-hmm. diary at the diner you know or something like that and she talks mm-hmm. about how she's like in a lot of debt or like you can yeah. do this subtly yeah there's the, there could be something she's trying to get away from you know yeah 
like every opportunity to make these characters or make this a story this game shies away from. yeah or make her like really successful in this time not just like a maid yeah that, like, that, that like, would seem just like a little bit too convenient i guess like you know there's a version of us that would probably be saying like oh why is she a master artisan at this point but like that would feel a little bit better than just like making a decision it puts the weight on us to decide whether we're going to take this away from her to take yeah. her back to her home or to leave her here where she's found herself right you know yeah, I, I, I'm only being a waitress now. I always wanted to be an artist, but the market is too crowded. <laughs> right. You know, but you go back, you know, you take modern painting techniques back 400 years and you do great. Yeah. It's like Biff's, uh, it's like the sports almanac, <laughs> you know, of, of painting. Yeah. Uh, great. Like, there's just a thousand different ways to take the idea they're going for here and actually do it <sighs> justice. Yeah. So, anywho. <laughs> So this is another one of those important choices, whether you decide to try to persuade Dana to come back with you or whether you, you know, let her be where she's happy. Yeah. Yeah. But that, that, I don't remember you. exactly what I did. I, I, I know what ending I got, but I, I my memory oh, yeah, like, is the, 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 exactly. the conditions are weird. I, I, I chose not to try to persuade her to come back. Yeah. It seems like the nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, but so, she gives you the stone, this priceless alchemical artifact <laughs> which she has no idea how how you know uh, uh valuable it is and so you can take this and give it back to wagner um and he decides to you know perform the experiment to attempt to create the homunculus as opposed to what hugo wants him to do which is to use that to bring his mother helena back to life yes it's zombie mom or eldritch abomination and no points <laughs> in between <laughs> Yep. Um, so regardless, like you cannot stop Wagner from uh, from doing this. So you advise him to draw a pentagram on the floor. Regardless of the fact that it's not a pentagram, it's like a weird, different kind of symbol. You don't even show him the thing on the book, but like it, like this is Chekhov's geometric sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, from here on, go ahead and and say what happened because from here on out is where I think my articulation happened like my different ending <laughs> and sorry because this stuff doesn't look familiar to me i can kind of vaguely talk about what i did yeah, but yeah go yeah. ahead go ahead and talk me through your 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 final chapter here okay cool so this uh 10 days later you know you come back like he says hey i'm gonna do this experiment you know the house is destroyed but there's a time machine like this weird kind of like clock punk time machine um, in the basement that is pointed to 2001 you know roughly your time you go back to the present and Hugo's there and he has, you know, he's he's talking to you about how like an older version of himself came back with a time machine from the future. Um, and he has brought uh, Madge, Margaret, to the present time and is threatening to kill her here um, in order to create kind of this, uh, this the, the, you know, this terrible paradox because he wants he wants me to bring homunculus to the square because homunculus is kind of the embodiment of this um of this philosopher's stone right so he can get that and kill you know kill them and and resurrect his mother um and it is revealed that hugo is the person who is you know been trying to kill me in order to get you know get to homunculus like i'll kill ike so that homunculus will reveal themselves and i can do this yeah pretty weak Yep. <laughs> like, like, actually, like a lot of that was in my version too. The thing I didn't remember was telling him to draw the pentagram on the ah, floor. Okay. So I thought it was more. So my next little bit is different than that. Okay. Uh, so you you can still can you can kind of continue, but the idea that the whole reason Hugo is trying to kill this time traveler in order to bring out this homunculus is an undermotivated thing. Right. Right. Yeah. Like whatever whatever his dad brought into being, used and is the resource that would help him bring back his mom. 
Yes. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like for me, you know, be, be, be because of this situation, you know, instead of going back and trying to lure the homunculus out or whatever, I go back and burn Wagner's research notes. Uh, but Hugo still gets them, you know, reads them incorrectly. Um, and the paradox resolves itself because Hugo, Hugo cannot uh, kind of recreate the experiment to bring this and, you know, to bring this about. And both of them kind of return to their own time, like Margaret fades away, too. Yeah. Um, that's what I was trying to do. Okay. So the idea, like, and the game points you to this. Like, Ike says something like, oh, if he didn't have the notes, he couldn't do it. Yeah. For some reason, when I go back in time, uh, I walk, approach the notes that are next to the time machine that they did. Um Old man Hugo appears. Uh, <laughs> I never who, got old man Hugo. Like it was just explained. Cool. Yeah. Old man Hugo is amazing <laughs> because it's like the same model, but they just put a beard and like long hair on it, but he still has the super like boyish features. Yeah. Super like boyish round soft features. Yeah. It's very funny. Looking. So old man Hugo shows up. And I don't know exactly what, why this is. I don't know what happened. Old man Hugo shows up, starts talking to me and kind of laying out that plot stuff essentially the same stuff you're talking about how he's trying to get to me through you know or get to a homunculus etc um regular hugo uh or margaret comes downstairs <laughs> um and then regular hugo comes downstairs uh they both come downstairs to, to stop me or whatever um and everyone starts fighting and regular hugo starts like fighting margaret margaret's trying to stop regular hugo from like bringing back his mom and stuff Old man Hugo, and I, I'm not doing anything during this. I'm just sitting on watching this. The, the, the climax of another game I wasn't involved in. Right, right. Um, I mean, like, and, and like this whole family, like they're they're signaling that they're important, but they don't back it up with anything besides this heart to heart that you have about how yes. this Eckert guy is bald. <laughs> yeah, I, who, who gives a shit about these people? But what what happens is old man Hugo st- tries to stop young Hugo from <laughs> uh, hurting Margaret. He touches them. They blink out of existence. Because you can't touch your your future self or whatever paradoxes, yeah, yes, and then that's when I that's that resolves that plot for me. <laughs> so then okay. I go to the future, and, and this is not what you want apparently, because I got a funny but apparently bad ending. Okay, um, yeah. so we should share our individual endings, I guess, because because my ending where I burned those notes and kind of resolved mm-hmm. that paradox where Homunculus was created, but Hugo never never chased him down you know, resulted mm-hmm. in Ike being in the time room talking with Homunculus, saying like, okay, well, what did all of this add up to? Well, what it adds up to is this stable time loop that Homunculus guided me into creating, which is Ike devising a way to make sure that Homunculus was going to be created. Okay. Mm. Um, also, Homunculus is revealed at, uh, at some point here not to be this artificial form of life, but instead, a demon who is brought forth into this world by biochemical magic. Okay. Yes. So Homunculus is the devil. <laughs> yes, which is which is what they made him the first. You know, they they hinted at him being in the very beginning. Right. Um, but again, he's not the devil in my ending. He's not the devil in a bunch of the different endings. Like this <laughs> right. is. There's not a good ending and a bad ending. There's six different endings with two different sub endings, right. all of which are just kind of different, right? Depending on what you did, yeah. Causality. So Homunculus tells me, "Hey, immortality has its perks, but you have to exist first. And so, like, yeah. I get the digipad back and then go back to my life because, hey, things are going to go. You know, things are going to go on. And there's a flashback revealing that you know the, the you know the struggle because Wagner, um 
summoned homunculus created him by using the philosopher's stone which became a part of the homunculus himself and homunculus says like hey you know you brought me in here i'm going to grant you a wish because i had interacted with wagner he wishes for eternal youth okay um and you know because of that what happens is wagner is turned into ike himself and kind of cursed because you know like you know uh, dr wagner decides hey this is you know like like i I unleashed something terrible um and because (laughs) because he had drawn this pentagram you know homunculus is sealed away and kind of limited and so homunculus curses wagner with you know uh kind of eternal youth but also this kind of recurring like reset on amnesia so ike has existed since you know the 1500s or the 1580s or whatever but he keeps on forgetting who he is and that's why he exists um until now and so the pentagram activates you know and wipes away the homunculus seals him away into the time room and ike finds the philosopher's stone and then carries it forward until dana finds it yep yeah so that is the case like you know like it explains who ike is and why he is such a, a you know, yeah so, 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 such a stiff mannequin dipshit yeah <laughs> um and it's a kind of a bummer ending yeah like, like but, you're just, yeah but i dig it like I, I i love the idea that like homunculus will have always existed because i completely sealed off all the ways in which he couldn't have been summoned and he's still there yeah. but like limited and you know ike is going on you know wandering the world like the hulk like that is cool like that is that that is a cool idea yeah it's a cool <laughs> idea it, it's one of those things where it doesn't have i would like ike to be cooler yep in that case you know to make it because the the ongoing adventures of ike i cannot get excited about no 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 and i know it's not like explicitly like a, a literal thing where there's not a sequel that i have to not get excited about but i just mean mm-hmm. that even in the abstract the idea of this character still existing and always existing is not yeah. exciting to me like like um, but, the, the the reset is the existentially terrifying thing about that yes if there was anything for him to lose <laughs> yeah yeah so that, that's you know that's a that's a cool ending it's like ending um, d or something like that yeah. if that matters yeah um the uh what happened to me is i went back into the future and i taken care of my killer my killer was gone homunculus was still there and homunculus is like you know, good job. You did it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Ike walks away. Uh, the, he wants the digipad from me. I okay. give him. Well, he can't touch the digipad because it's part of him. Like right. I do something to the digipad. No, no, no. He can touch it. I give it to him. Another ending. You try to hand it to him and drop it on accident <laughs> and it gets destroyed and yeah. it kills him. That's ending. There's literally yeah. one of the endings that is you just fumbling the <laughs> object whoa, 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 the size whoa, whoa, of an iPad. And that's the the fulcrum on which the ending rests is you being a clumsy dipshit. So this is the kind of like register we're working with here. Right. Um, so instead I give him the digipad cause I don't care. And then I walk away and I'm like, this is great. Like I'm finally free to live my life. No one's trying to murder me. This is wonderful. The yeah. air is so sweeter. You know, my guy is so happy, uh, decides to, because he's so happy lay down in the middle of the road, <laughs> which oh, I think is run over by two unforeseen drunks. <laughs> By and two that's of the them. end of the game. By yeah. two of them. Well, no, they're in the same car. It's not two okay, cars, but right. it's, it's two guys talking to each other because it pans up these like weird German teens. <laughs> there hasn't been a car in the game other than that weird abstract car before. Like no one's driving on the street. Right. Yeah. And they're just like, should we stop? Like, no, nah, it was probably nothing. <laughs> they go on. 
and it's such a weird like what it feels like to me is it's kind of funny like it's like oh he you know it's a, a shaggy dog right uh, yeah kind of a, you know, oh it just like he just got killed it feels like the game making fun of me for not exploring every option and if that's uh, if but that's there true are two fuck, options yeah fuck you <laughs> uh shout out destiny so it's it's kind of funny that ike gets ran over i hate ike i don't care that he dies right. um but it is it is supremely like you know, again, that's the register we're working with. Yeah, it's and a middle finger to you. Such a whiplash between like just before this, where like it was asking me to care about this family struggle mm-hmm. that I literally could not care less about, and they're like, "No, but here's you know, here's your guy, here's this goofy comedy bit." Um, there's other endings. Uh, you can find out that the fortune teller is the mom's soul that has been lingering. Yeah, and she's like limited um, to the fortune teller's building. Yes. Yeah, forever. Um, yeah. And then there's, uh, you know, other things are mostly articulations that we talked about. There's two sub endings that are specifically you have to do the other ones first and then your character starts remembering things in New Game Plus. Yes. Um, that Is are it, minor, slightly different. These are the EX endings. So you can either um, give the Philosopher's Stone to Wagner um, and tell him to work on resurrection as opposed to uh, uh, kind of creating this homunculus, which stops all of this from happening uh, to begin with. Or you can, in the time room, throw the Philosopher's Stone, which holds a part of, uh, of, of the, uh, the homunculus, at the homunculus, causing it to blink out of existence, both of which obviate Ike's existence because Wagner would have never made the deal that created the younger immortal version of himself. Yes. Yeah, and then that ends up that's Shadow of Destiny. Yeah. So if, if you have the fortitude to play this fucking thing eight times, <laughs> uh, good on you. Then you can see this. There's some daily threads that we didn't quite address, uh, specifically with regards to uh, Margaret and uh, Dana. Um, mm-hmm. Margaret is um, actually Eckert's daughter who is taken yes. back. Uh, we are led to believe in one of the endings that Dana is uh, is is the daughter of Eckert, um, but no, they were switched at birth, kind of. Because of weird homunculus, you know, mischievous trickery. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Say help. Yeah, it's my soul. Doing for my body more. Yeah. Um, and one of the endings has you walking away um, with Dana, who is actually Margaret, uh, apparently in a relationship to have fucked up time incest babies. Yeah, time, so. time sex. <laughs> Another title for this. <laughs> Time sex. <laughs> Again, <laughs> all of these are titles of games I would play. I, I would play time sex. Um, yeah, I, I fucking hate this. I, 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 and talking about it more, like, doesn't make me like it more. Like, it was fun to do, but this is gobsmacking me bad. This is a terrible, terrible game. So terrible. Let's, I mean, let's, let, let, let's just get to our, to, you know, to our summing up. Yep. Yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, like, so it, it's, I mean, we, we talked about why. The, the people who like this game, they like it because it's weird and unique. Right. Like, is it weird and unique? Yes. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm not going to take that away from you. I can't. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I, you know, like, and I wouldn't take away this era that created this, you know, for my life. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I love this aesthetic, and I love just kind of that weird middle period, you know? Um, but that doesn't, like, justify this as, like, a current play, you know? Or it doesn't, you know, like, retroactively make it good or like obviate these very real complaints that you would have about the way it yeah. kind of sprawls out. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't make it, you know, judging it on a curve. Like it was kind of interesting for when it came out, it's quirky. Um, everyone's going to value that in different ways. 
And it's not like I have no value for that. Like I, I like quirky, weird games, mm-hmm. you know, in general, but they can't have this much friction and they can't be this. Like, I know I keep saying it's like the word of the day, but artlessness to it. Mm-hmm. Like the way this plot is constructed, the way these little things, people are, Oh, it's a baby thing. The baby switched to birth now. Like the way the amount of like just dumb plot conceits that have to happen to make this thing stand up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I take no pleasure in that. No. And the uh, the actual puzzles themselves are all asinine. Like, there's no part of this that feels like it is a fun challenge to my mind. Yeah. You know, there's no part of it that engages you uh, in any way that a game might engage you. Yeah. It's you so know? it's so narrative heavy that the narrative actually just straight up points a neon arrow at, at the thing that you have to do next. So, like, yes. most of the mechanics, unless you're not paying attention, are just going through the motions that the game is, like, nudging you toward. And and the narrative is not uh, is not acceptable. No, you know, like no. The, this is you know it's it not only because it has that rickety kind of duct tape together feeling I was talking about before, but also just like it's bad characters writing and plot. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what narratives are. Yeah, uh, you know, they're characters <laughs> writing and plot, and and none of those things are good. Yeah. In it. And like the, like the things that it is proud of and that it is resting on specifically like the family dynamic of like the 1580s characters, um, those those are not as good as they think they are. You know, like they're they're, they're resting on laurels that are fucking rotten and brittle, <laughs> it, you know, and, and really the things that people uh, I feel like when they speak fondly of this or the things that are like the most noteworthy things this thing does is this kind of resting in the audacity of twists mm-hmm. at the end. Um, that just have no meaning because they have no, there's no emotional core to any of it. Right. So the fact that like, like as much as it's kind of a cool idea that Ike is a cursed old alchemist that walks around, like that idea is introduced very late. And like, yes, it kind of explains like why Ike is such a weirdo. But again, like I said, the very beginning of the podcast, it doesn't explain why everyone's a fucking weirdo. Like Mm -hmm. it's internally inconsistent in a way that would be kicked out of any, you know, freshman high school writing class yeah and you so know, like this, this it just doesn't pass <laughs> you know it doesn't and so like I'm, I'm i'm going to address this which is one of my major complaints with this which is time travel narratives are hard they're they're a standard yeah. of like a lot of genres but they're really really difficult and you have to get the details right or you have to at least appear to care about the way the details articulate um and the and, you know and, and like the, the the way your choice the way the choices you make affect each other none of this evidences any kind of care except in regards to like what the creator decided was important about the way that it held up again that you know i'm i'm a forever cursed alchemist again a cool idea but like all the stuff that we laughed about being fucking ridiculous, all the stuff that like were the story where like the time, <laughs> you know, the, the, the causality components of the puzzles being solved didn't hold together because it was fucking dumb and it made it feel stupid. Like, I don't know what they want this to be. Well, that's I was just about to say that. Like, I will take, you know, step back from it being a time tour, time travel narrative. Uh, right? love, like a, also a time tour, a great name for this time game. tour had been all right. Step back from from time tour. Uh a, a story has to be about something. Yeah. You know, like you can't, uh, it can't just be a bunch of things that happen, you know, and there are a couple of cool ideas in this and that's where it's getting a lot of credit. But like, what's the theme of this game? Like what's the, what's the core of it? What is it trying to, so you take a time travel story, uh, like an actual narrative, you know, it's so like day of the tentacle, which is just for goofs, you know, take like, a, cause it's a video game example, but take right, any right. kind of time travel story. Uh, even ones that like, I don't like, like even, you know, the, the virtues last reward series or something like that, or like, like a movie, 
um, they're about something like they use time travel to a purpose. Yeah. You know, like Looper is about something. Right. You know, like that, that's that's trying to make a point about humanity and what it is to be a human mm-hmm. using time travel as a part of it. Yeah. See, also uh, like well, a primer, you know? Yeah. Primer, like end of Breakfast of Champions when, you know, uh, Kil- <laughs> Kilgore Trout begs to the author to take him back and make him young again. Yeah. You know, like these things like it's a, it's about something, you know. Uh, this game isn't about anything. Yeah, like there's like, no there's no core to it as a narrative. But like the frustrating thing for me is the pieces are there because your character's desire to continue existing, to not be killed by all these stupid means, like mm-hmm. could be mirrored in homunculus. Right. Like homunculus has, you know, like, you know, wants to continue existing, but like they're trying to manipulate you to make it so that they will have always existed. Right. Yeah. Like that could be mirrored. There could be some kind of sympathy drawn for this figure, you know, and like he's willing to cause all kinds of suffering and Hugo and then, you know, and, and, and his family and any number of people to like conspire to set this stuff up to create this loop. You know, like that could evoke some pathos. But instead, homunculus is just this devil figure. He's just a monster. And if they did that, then you would then take it and say, like, OK, you're doing all these things to make yourself survive. And really show the consequences. And then you get this, like, am I really that much better than Homunculus? Like, right. he's playing with the timeline, but I went back and changed this fucking museum into a library, and that yeah. put a bunch of people out of a job. <laughs> you know, like, you, you, I, you know, that's just the first example that came to my mind. Right, but right. You start, you you build, like, themes and parallels and stuff. And this is not hard. Like, this is not, <laughs> like, it's hard to make a time travel story make sense. I mean, we're, like, we're, we're two dipshits, obviously, with the benefit of hindsight, but we're two dipshits yes. who, like, workshopped this thing over the course of three hours. <laughs> and and we're two dipshits who have like read a fucking story before like this is just so uh amateur as far as how to make a story mm-hmm. you know and you just you can't do that for a narrative game no you no know? or like even like you know, oxen free which we talked about earlier like has time travel elements to it and it's yeah. to a purpose it's about regret and it's about these <laughs> like this is just isn't about anything yeah. and it like it drives me fucking nuts and that's a pervading thing during the entire time when i'm playing it and i'm feeling shallow and i don't care about these characters and i'm like getting frustrated with these arbitrary things it's asking me to do those things would not sting as bad right if the game was about something right you know, like I, 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 again, it gets yeah. back to it gets back to that thing, like make it so good that I can't, you know, yes. that I can't ignore it, that I don't want to. Yeah, that, I, that I'm fine. I will jump through your hoops because yeah. what I'm going to get is more than just a couple of like semi clever little plot twists. Yeah. You know, like again, like going back to nine nine nine, which is like the closest relative to what we've done. Like this, <laughs> this is like a you know Indigo Prophecy and nine 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 kind of crossed together, but right. way worse than both those games. I don't know if it's worse than Indigo Prophecy. Off, Indigo yeah, Prophecy it's, probably, off, that, it's probably arguable. about as bad. Yeah. That, that that has other problems, but yeah. the um, you know, we take something like nine nine nine, which also uses time travel, um, but it has a theme. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a lot of the way that that story was told didn't work for me, but the story itself is solid and kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, and this does not achieve that very, very low bar. Yeah. Uh, and it just, I, I, man, it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's like really, really bad. It took a year and a half, but I got you to say something nice about one of uh, a game that made a real <laughs> impact on me. Not one of my favorite games, but a game that, you know, I hold in esteem. I think I said two nice things. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and again, anytime we get into this, you know, hyper negative mode, I hope that people understand we're trying to be constructive with this. Like we are, you know, like obviously they can't go back and remake this, but you know, like I, I, I just hope that it comes across that we're at least attempting to be thoughtful with this. 
well, know, it's, it's not, we're not yeah, attacking constructive you isn't the it. word. It, no, it's more yeah. just like it's it's being critical. Yeah. You know, uh, and this is uh, I'm, I will be critical of it in a way that like you look at art and you deconstruct it and decide what works and what doesn't. Right, right. Uh, you know, and this is uh, not just uh Hey, this is diarrhea. Like, here is why it's diarrhea. Right. <laughs> you know? um, like this, the you know this, and I, I, it would not make it out of a first year creative writing class. Yeah, like unscathed. You know. Yeah. Just, and I, that's that's how it begs to be approached. I, like it I is would, a narrative game. Like it is begged to be approached in that. I sense. would. I would love to. I would just. I would absolutely love to learn about the uh, just about the way this game move through its development cycle because those mechanical vestiges the 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 energy unit limits the uh, the time limit make it feel like it began as a more as a more mechanically focused kind of thing like a time travel based survival horror game like sign mm-hmm. me up dog like fine yeah but as they just kind of like it feels like they retreated to just this narrative emphasis that you know for whatever reason their team's capabilities could not support you know, like there's yeah. a version of this that could probably be incredibly successful, even with the weirdness, even with the shoddiness, you know, but it just yep. didn't, you know, the uh, it's it's interesting, too, because it's like the same experience we both had looking back on this is that the uh, uh, time does sand off those edges and it becomes like and a lot of people probably remember like, oh, it's that weird, like that kind of cool time travel game. Mm-hmm. And that just does excuse me, does not encapsulate what this actually is. No, no. You know? So. Yeah. So fuck it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know fuck, fuck it. Like, I had, I had a lot of fun talking about it. So at the I, very I did least. too. Like, that yeah. doesn't, you know, I can I can talk about. Like, we had a lot of fun talking about uh, fucking um, Alone in the Dark. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. <laughs> the movie, yeah. Yeah. And this this yeah. is not appreciably better. Than, I mean, it is a little bit, but it's not yeah. that much better than that. Yeah. It's, um, um like, I'm, I'm trying to think back the only really terrible game that I didn't have a lot of fun talking about was Sacrifice. Sacrifice was was not that fun to talk about. No, uh, no. and I, I think in, like in retrospect, like there's a there's an audience for Sacrifice that would have gotten more depth out of that. Like I don't, I don't regret that episode, but I think no, of the no. things that we've kind of publicly shit on, that might be the best actual game. Mm. You know. Like it doesn't yeah. work for us, but other people like those weird, like in you know, strategy games where you're down on the ground. Yeah, I yeah. hate it. You know, and I, I had a really hard time with it. But I bet you there's like a good game way, way hidden in there. Whereas Maybe. I don't think there's a really good game hidden in this. I don't think there's a good game hidden in, in Soul Reaver. Yeah. I don't think there's a good game hidden in so, Sword of Mana. Yeah. I mean, I, I think there, there is the a good game hidden in Soul of Mana. It's as Final Fantasy Adventure. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's the seed by which it grew. Um, but I, I think that that's probably, I bet you there's an argument that Sacrifice is not too bad. Yeah, I should I re-listen to that episode and see see how we were on it, because I haven't thought about it in a long time. Yeah. I, yeah, I haven't thought about it for three years, so. Yeah. Or four but years. I, I that, was 20, that was 2012, 2013. God, Gary, you've been doing this for so long. That was like the first summer. Yeah. So that was, uh, yeah. yeah, that was the uh, the summer glum. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but anywho, so that, that's where I'm at with it. Maybe maybe you're not. Maybe you dig it more. It's yeah. fine. No, we're not um, going to take it away from you. I hope that you at least enjoyed this tour down memory lane. Uh, to, yeah. to, and if you didn't like it, take uh, take joy in how wrong we are. We're fine. Yeah, Laugh take joy us. in the misery that we had. Like, take yeah. some shows and fraud in that. Um, <laughs> next uh, next episode, we are doing our oh, poll. Yeah, our poll episode, Gary. I need to, like, this is going to be live. Oh, yeah, because this has been decided. This uh, Yeah, at, at this point. Uh, technically, we have two uh, two hours and 20 minutes. Um, but, uh, but we can, we can see, oh boy, what's going on? 
Gary, <laughs> Gary, what's Uh-oh. going on? No, no, I just, I just need to find oh. this. There was a, there was a weird thing. So, uh, there's the roars video. Mm-hmm. So this is a poll that we put, that we put forward to help people decide, uh, or t- to, to let people help us decide which, uh, uh special topic we're going to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, second place was creation software that should guide us, I think. But first place mm-hmm. was Nintendo power and video game magazines. Yeah, that was that's been in the lead, a slight lead for a long time. Yeah, I'm not surprised at one. Mildly disappointed, but I'll accept it. I want to do all of them, and Creation Software can show up. Yeah, Creation like Software can show up. Um, I am disappointed because Nintendo Power is going to involve more work and more research. So, thanks for that. I suppose. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know about that. We're not reading the entirety of Nintendo Power. I suppose. Yeah. Like we're we're reading about the history of Nintendo Power and then like <laughs> committing to. Because, reading but, an issue from five different eras or something like that <laughs> yeah i suppose um yeah so we're doing we're doing an episode on the history of nintendo power and then mm-hmm. kind of we'll we'll touch do a type five on other video game magazines that are important to us yeah um you know it will again like all of these uh, special topics episodes it will not be comprehensive yeah um i'm incapable of that um i'm not frank Savaldi. i can't do that yeah yeah um, the, the, there are other places that you can get that like this should be like a companion piece like the 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 the, the fluffier more irreverent version of what you would get from like retronauts yes yeah and even i mean it, i think it'll be you know we'll research it well yeah um, i'm looking forward to reading some some nintendo powers again Me too yeah like, no i want to read that nintendo final Two episode long. yeah yeah like yeah. early early issues of that um i've got like i'm looking at two episodes i've got or issues I've got the because uh, I got a subscription for free when I moved out here. Oh yeah, uh, so, so I have their uh, their episode on the 300 best NES games that has that like big beautiful silver color oh, nice. with all yeah. and then I have the uh, the episode with Maniac Mansion on the cover with the uh, the claymation oh, shit, Mansion. That's great. Which is uh, I just have as a collectible you know, oh, object. That, to art. That's wonderful. I'm very happy you have that. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of that. I would like to get a. I would love a, like a painting of that. That cover, <laughs> that like when they did claymation stuff, it's yeah. so good. Oh gosh, yeah. Now I'm looking to the left here. I've got um, I've got two shelves. One is all the game pros I ever got. The other is all mm-hmm. the EGMs I ever got. Um, and man, EGM and its progeny is so influential to like yeah, the EGM weird was, was path that my that my life took. <laughs> yeah, EGM. I I read a lot of computer gaming magazine. Um, yeah, we'll 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 talk about it. Yeah. Um, all this stuff is kind of available if uh, if anybody's scratching their heads how we're going to get a hold of it, like. Uh, torrent a bunch of this stuff yeah, yeah. You know, it's, like nobody can PDFs. make money off it anymore yeah. you know it's yeah it's, it's fine to get these pdfs i think i don't think it's a problem yeah um so if you want to read along uh do that we're not going to talk about the specific issues no because no. it will be like <laughs> generalities i wait they may yeah. imagine that uh thing is talking about the different seg you know the history the different segments uh, that they kind of brought in and out and yep. then just kind of like noteworthy things we found and in, in our own memory so it should be kind of a fluffy hug in yeah kind of yeah i mean it's gonna be like almost like a eulogy for these magazines because they don't they don't really exist aside yeah. from aside from uh gamestop sponsored organs so yeah and then retro magazine which like no oh, i mean yeah, I, I did a, a tiny amount of work for and they never paid me um, <laughs> Jesus. um so, yeah that's, that's true like that i wrote a binding of isaac review for them and they never gave me any money man um yeah, yeah. That, that like if, if you if you talk to our friends that was not that like that's not an uncommon practice so no no, no that happens all the time uh, <sighs> i'm not too it's not a, it's like a little short half page yeah, thing whatever. but still a bummer yeah um anywho um yeah so that's what we're doing after that mm-hmm. um 
if you have anything to say about Nintendo Power and video game magazines, I'm sure you do. Yeah. Uh, hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yep. Talk about favorite articles, features, controversies, how weird the Game Pro uh, editorial credits were by yeah. hiding all of their people behind characters. Talk about whether you that like you major could later pain. later buy action figures of. <laughs> you can buy no a major idea. Like action Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> and then look up the Nintendo so you can find the elusive dealer's choice. Uh, you know, retailer's choice, dealer's choice, player's choice, <laughs> those top three lists. I, man, we could do an entire podcast on Funko ads. Uh, Funko Land ads. Oh my gosh, I loved those things because I thought uh, that's what the games were worth. <laughs> well, we had, a, we had a Funko Land that I went to. Oh, so yeah? I could go and like dig through this magazine and find like, oh, fuck, like uninvited six bucks. And then like go to a <laughs> well, Funko Land and buy like, uninvited no. six bucks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's what they would buy it from you for. Like you would yeah. get, you would get uninvited for twenty four bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember specifically. I've told this story before, but I got one of those. I think I got uninvited or deja vu for yeah. six bucks because I needed to borrow money from my friend. And I've, I've told that story before. I'll tell. I'll save it for the. Yeah, the yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, I, so we, yeah. <laughs> but I remember. I like. I probably have highlighted Funko ads actually. Funko Land is so good. Um, what are we doing after that, Cole? After that, Gary, we have our first uh, Patreon backer uh, kind of demanded game, our executive producer um, episode. Um, Allison Baker has um, uh, requested that we cover the original Tomb Raider for PlayStation. Yeah. 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 Which is, which is great. I'm glad uh, that's a huge series and it makes sense for us to to get into it. You know, yeah. I am very excited about that. I I like Tomb Raider a lot. Uh, most of my experience is with Tomb Raider 2, but I understand the original is more focused on the weird puzzle solving that I enjoy. So, Yeah, I think that Tomb Raider 2 just has a lot more shooting. Yes. In the Tomb Raider 1. Um, yeah, I started playing it. I'm going to play it uh, some more. It's taking me a while to get used to the controls again. Yeah, I mean, just Gotta like, say, like, like that, if you're, that if you're playing along with this, understand that it's on a grid. It's on a grid, but it's in real time. <laughs> it's Prince of Persia. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, essentially Prince of Persia in 3D. Um, yeah, where you kill unique wildlife. <laughs> yep. Um, as you go to desecrate tombs, like of course, you go to desecrate yeah. ancient peoples. Like it is. Yeah, uh, it, it Warcraft is, is a war criminal. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, it is a singularly colonialist uh, piece yes. of art. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, after that, I don't think we discussed what we're doing after that. Uh, it's going to be our survival horror game. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah, but we haven't decided what that's going to be like. Uh, if not, then somewhere there. But we usually do one of those in the spring. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going to do some survival horror after that. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, if you like this show, you can support us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash duckfeedtv, um, people have been very generous lately, which is great. Yes. Um, and you get uh, cool rewards. You get to vote on things like that poll. We do those quarterly. Um, we do abject suffering polls as well. Mm-hmm do bonus episodes of shows I, I mentioned that alone in the dark episode that is an episode of adaptation decay which is our monthly show about uh, people trying to adapt video games into other mediums um if you want to find uh kind of bonus episodes of those shows and kind of shows that are you know that have only existed for patrons go to duckfeed.tv slash store um mm-hmm. and you can find uh, adaptation decay you can find try this our short-lived series you can find premium episodes of abject suffering or comedy show that is nominally based on bad games speaking of patreon um, every episode, if you pay a certain amount, we give you a thanks at the end of the show. Yeah. Heartfelt thanks, and we're going to do that right now. Yeah. So first thanks goes out to Justin. No last name given. Uh, but yeah. thank you very much. Uh, you know, you make uh, we think cool stuff possible. Uh, we hope you think cool stuff possible, but eh, shrug. 
yeah <laughs> hopefully hopefully you feel good about it yeah um also thank you to brian woodring yeah uh thank you brian mm-hmm. seen you around on the old uh, twitter sphere and on facebook and the like yeah. um been been around for a while i think yeah. and uh thank you brian. same thing with uh with ken Yuen. um mm-hmm. i uh uh sent a lot of postcards to you back when we were doing that <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah just because we're not sending you postcards doesn't mean that we don't like you ken for sure we still like you uh jolla prendas who is on the network mm-hmm. and is our uh oldest fan yeah <laughs> like, most longtime fan like yeah, just, uh, just like and probably our most devoted just a just just, just a, a great cheerleader for us yeah and and genuinely very very good and sweet yeah. person yeah very yeah. very very nice and giving the uh, the mod of our uh, uh wellness actually channel on uh, yes. on slack helping a lot of people uh, uh make their lives better which is yeah. uh, super great yeah she's fantastic yeah so mm-hmm. um and then bing bing zhao um yeah. again another person i've sent a lot of postcards to <laughs> yeah yeah and and i, I like bing zhao way more than I like google zhao <laughs> what out of, out of google zhao what is google yeah, it's, zhao it's bing zhao's evil twin brother ah. <laughs> you can... god why was it why was i slow so slow on the uptake for that it's not a very good joke that's no. <laughs> um, but, but thank you bing um <laughs> <laughs> um this episode is actually coming out shortly before something kind of big uh so i will tell people to kind of pay attention to our twitter uh that is uh twitter.com slash duckfeedtv or our patreon page or i'll put i'll put it on a bunch of places but we've got something kind of cool uh that is happening yes. it's going to be a uh gary can i say a shitload of content yes yeah okay a it, is a sh- it is a shitload yeah uh it is the uh it was uh, a lot of content, and now it's become <laughs> the shit of content. Um, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, check that out, and we're very uh, happy with that, and it is very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's probably about it. I think so. We have a lot of new shows yeah. that have uh, that, 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 that have kind of brought out. So, like, File Underwater is our show about uh, the music of R.E.M., the music mm-hmm. and history and influence of the, uh, the band R.E.M., uh, so go check that out, FileUnderwater.net, um, kind of more recent shows. Uh, being Days of Future Cast, which is a show that Gary does with Jeremy Greer, friend of the network and, you know, a member of the network, like, you know, a, a, a creative person we like working with um, mm-hmm. about the X-Men animated series and related X-Men work, along with um, Jeremy also participates in Radio Free Midworld, our podcast about the Dark Ta- uh, the Dark Tower series of books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, check those out. And then, you know, other shows that have been around for a long time yeah. you can listen to as well if you don't listen to them and um, we're gonna we're coming up fairly soon on our announcement of a live show yes uh, for this and i forgot to mention that to you cole but like i'm rounding negotiations on that okay uh so that will come that announcement will come soon and it is sooner than it was last year so it'll be a kind of thing where we'll talk about it and we'll have just a couple <laughs> months okay um beforehand uh and it is a new region and uh if it works out the way i want it to and you will be able to come see us if you are from an area uh you know that you haven't been able to before um and then finally i know this is a lot of admin but this is all important stuff <laughs> um, our community is doing their charity streaming event um over uh the weekend of march 17th 18th and 19th um called duck spring uh, for the transactive gender center um keep an eye out on social media we'll have posts for how to watch that but it's people in the community all kind of taking shifts playing video games for the entire weekend to raise money for a great cause mm-hmm. if you recall the event that we do in the fall or the winter um to support the same organization think that but uh people from across um our entire community uh who and are the globe 
Yes, and the Globe. Oh, holy shit, the Globe. Um, yeah. uh, who are giving generously of their time to you know play video games for you uh, in order to get donations for a very worthy cause. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's probably about it. I think so. Um, until next time, what should they watch out for? Paul? Uh, just don't write us about this. Like, if you really love this game, <laughs> um, I you know I, I kind like I, I understand, but also like you're not going to change our mind. Like we played it; it was very recent. Yeah, don't don't at me. <sighs> Dan, don't at me. Don't don't at me, bro. Yeah. Until next time, don't at me. Good night.